Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get From these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective Got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast Talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that And we're down with fight for better fallback Coming for respect We connect like a ball bat No need to double check These are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yep. Yep. Man, my neck is in so much pain. I am. I can barely sit up driving as long as I drove. But hey, folks, welcome to another Wait, edition. Drove? I drove. I drove to. Oh, uh, shit. City. How far is that? Uh, it's probably like nine hours total. Oh my goodness gracious! So, wasn't too bad. Uh, I've driven way worse than that, but uh, yeah. Hey, welcome to Grab City, folks. I guess I got stories about all of that. It's whack stories, but uh, I'm Will Washington. <laughs> Phil Lindsay is also here. I am in the building, uh, trying to beat this cold. Uh, yeah, you uh, sound sick as hell. Uh, happy birthday to uh, Hikaru Shida. While we're at it, man. That's the shirt I should have worn. I was looking at all my shirts, and I'm like, I've got... Come on, Will. I own three Hikaru Shida shirts. Could have worn any one of them, and uh, didn't. I might go grab it, like, at some point. <laughs> I wore I wore 2015 Daniel Bryan today. So, uh, Righteous Reg, also here. First one In you heard. In the fucking building, it's your favorite writer, your favorite rapper, your favorite podcaster. It's your boy, Media Man, Double R. I'm all the things you ever want to be. It's me. I'm living out my wrestling dreams every week. I can't even honestly believe everything that happens in life here. So, shout out to everybody. Shout out to my brothers in podcast, Philip Lindsay, William Washington. Shout out to Billy. It was his birthday this week. It, actually, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow oh. is his birthday. Oh, let's go. Hey. Shout out to Billy. His birthday is tomorrow. Tomorrow. is Lady Baby. What y'all got going on? Uh, we're throwing a... So I realized he's never had, up until tomorrow, a location party. Like, Veda's oh, had yeah. plenty. But, like, um, all his, Billy's parties have all been, like, either in the backyard or at the park. Um, which park parties are the best. I will tell you that if you... Because one, because you just get your shit and get out when you're done. Yeah, and like, um, they're cheap. <laughs> like, uh, our park charges, I think, forty bucks to to rent one of the little gazebo things, and like, um, cool uh, shelters is what they they are. But uh, it's like forty bucks to to rent it. They keep everybody else out, or they're supposed to. I don't know. It's just a sign, but <laughs> it just says <laughs> it's just a sign that says uh, party yeah, here. A sign. Don't walk over there. They but no. You don't get charged by the head. There's all this infinite space. No, park parties are the best. Uh, you know, we had a park party with like 70 people show up. And it didn't cost me, other than ordering more pizza, didn't cost me any more than <laughs> 10 people showing up, right? But, you know, Vedas had these parties that have been at um, uh, like trampoline parks. And she did Skate City one year and all of these. And so That's Billy right. wants that type of party. So... Uh, it's at this place called Defy. It's a uh... shout out to Defy Wrestling. Yeah, it's a a 
um i don't know it's like a trampoline park type place but like they have like a climbing wall but they charge by the head so it's one of those like billy wants to invite all his friends and i'm like nah you're limited to 10 uh <laughs> and uh adults count so i'm also like on the invitations like all right and also like you got to just drop your kids off uh because this... <laughs> and no siblings like it, it's just the one kid Send yeah them and that's it yeah, yeah come pick them up in a couple of hours so yeah, yeah that's cool. your uh, your audio is kind of what they were saying last time i think was. am i too loud is yeah, it just me or is go down a little bit all right all right all right how about yeah, uh you know i had this problem on day after dynamite yesterday so we're gonna go down to i'll go up Brand. a little bit too because i'm on this bullshit ass mic all right how about now everybody tell me if i am i too loud uh, or I mean, I woke off. up and like took a shower and got dressed. I don't know. It's like I feel good on the Saturday. So that's what's going on here. I'm about to have a great day. I had a great day yesterday. I hit the beach. I think my looking a little extra tan. You know, black people can get tan. Uh, people do get like, amazed by that. <laughs> they don't get it. Like, seriously, like, no, I like I came back from Vegas, like three shades darker. And I mm -hmm. got three extra shades darker at the beach yesterday. So, yeah, I'm feeling good. I got some vitamin D and uh, I saw a dope wrestling show last night. Shout out to West Coast fucking pro wrestling my home promotion is fucking hey. litty um there was a match of the year candidate last night he does it every time he enters the ring speedball Speed mike, mike bailey. bailey did it again this time with somebody y'all know Takeshita was here in the building in the little state room west coast pro wrestling and they did exactly what you think they would do they fucking tore it down it was insane check out this west coast pro show indie wrestling iwtv there was also a great my homie titus alexander had an incredible match with will osprey last time this time my texas homeboy brian keith was in the building they fucking destroyed it it was amazing check out this show the second half of this show is incredible my favorite wrestler in the world aj gray fucking busted his eye open hard way doing a dive out to a chair he was there's blood everywhere it was nasty so yeah Check the show out. Shout out to my homies in West Coast Pro. It's been super fucking lit, honestly. Hey, I I, I noticed by the way. So the show you uh, worked, so you did the Hood Slam show last week. Mm -hmm. um, that show is really called Fights into Dreams. Yeah, that's such a dope name. Yeah, it's such yeah. a dope reference. For I don't anybody know what that who, is. I'm like, yeah, that's what it's called, but I have no idea. What it's <laughs> for the folks who, the few folks in the room who owned a Sega Saturn back in the day, the flagship game on the Sega Saturn was known as Nights into Dreams. And <laughs> so when I yeah. saw that, uh, when I saw that name, I thought, no fucking way. That's so great. Um, and... That's a slam. That's dark chic. That's classic. They, they always do things <laughs> like that. So, yeah. Uh, well, because the funny thing is, like, when I see references to that specific game, um, the only other person that I know who makes those types of references is, like, Xavier Woods. Um, and, and like, he's one of the people, like, I know he would do that and know he would get it. But when I see it, it's so great. So great. Right. I feel like only yeah. black people own the Sega Saturn, by the way. That's, like, one I'm of those kinda, weird things honestly, where... Honestly, 100%, I feel you. It feels like no one... <laughs> I, like, every time I talk to Sega Saturn, it's like, I don't know what happened for Sega Saturn. My cousin, <laughs> my cousin had a Sega Saturn, and it was lit. He was the only one in the world that I knew, my black cousin. So, yeah. I... Yeah, I know. I was a straight-up Saturn I guy. I rode that thing to the wheels fell off. I was like, I mean, no. my uncle yeah. had a Sega CD. I think it was just Sega. I, I had a Sega CD, too. Yeah. No, honestly. Yeah. And you remember uh, Selly Sell it's going down to 90s it's playing madden 95 on sega no i mean sega was, <laughs> sega was it. Yeah. 
Sega. Sega was it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um didn't somebody in a rap say uh I play Dreamcast with that bottle of yak? Like, I'm pretty sure that was just that console and Sega, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, man. Sega was Sega. the era for me. Yeah. I, nah, I was a Sega kid. Yeah, I was. Free buttons. Sega Genesis, baby. That's how I started this, man. <laughs> Shout out to fucking Sega. Niggas love Sega. That's crazy. We just had enough company. Niggas love Sega. I didn't know it was like that. That's why, that's why it's Sonic over Mario over here, man. Fuck Mario. Nah, it's Big Sonic fan. It's Big I'm Sonic over Mario. <laughs> No, that's so great. <laughs> that's officially my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, uh, welcome to Grapsity. Yeah, I talked about my neck hurting from driving for so long. So, yeah, it was, uh, in case you didn't see me on social media, uh, it was a very last-minute thing. Um, but Billy wanted to go to a Dynamite, and his birthday is this week. And sure, Billy wanted to go. Yeah, I mean, Billy. Hey, Billy. Dynamite's for, only nine hours away. You interested? No. Nah, so here's the funny thing. I have. I've almost been to too many shows lately, right? Like <laughs> when they showed the the clips on Dynamite this week of uh, what happened with FTR and Rapunky Vice, and I'm like, I was at that show. The show you're showing the clips of from two weeks ago. <laughs> This is why they call us an AEW Shields. We're, this is why we're AEW Shields because one of us is always in attendance. Yeah, and so uh, I, in a way, was, and I'm going to be at uh, Forbidden Door in two weeks. So <laughs> this was one I absolutely could have missed. But, uh, you know, Billy Bill's hasn't been to. Well soon. That's coming up, man. Like, Forbidden Door is mm-hmm. two weeks away. You got to get into the sauna or something. Yeah. Sweat that shit out. Nah, man. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna still have the exhibit last. Back to normal. But nah, it was like extremely last minute. Um, now we, that's still, that's an we awesome got we got the tickets like sure. really last minute. It was one of those. Uh, just everything just really worked out. Um, I talked about it on day after dynamite. Shout out to um, Darby Allen who. Uh, when he met Billy, you know Billy. <laughs> Billy skateboards, right? And uh, Billy is one of those. Um, he literally got into skateboarding because of Darby Allen. Like it literally, st- it, it was one of those things where we were at a mall doing, you know, the typical Santa Claus thing uh, while Christmas. Except Billy didn't like preemptively tell me about the stuff he wanted for Christmas. He sits in Santa's lap and Santa's like, ho, 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 what do you want for Christmas, little boy? And Billy's like, I want a skateboard. And I'm like, oh, shit, I ain't buy a skateboard. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> I'm like, we ain't even talking about skateboarding. And uh, so I had to go on Amazon and real quick, and I'm like. Yeah, skateboards aren't too expensive, though. That's, that's why it kind of worked out. Yeah. But literally, that kid, he would um, – throw I fell on his uh, little speaker and then like start skateboarding down the ramp like Darby. Uh, and that was like the goal for him. Damn, uh, your kid, like he likes wrestling. He likes skateboarding. He's extreme. He's about to be a rocket yeah. power kid out here. Man. So, so let me tell you though. So um, he got to meet Darby this past week and like, uh, you know, shout out to Swerve for introducing him. Um, but uh, he was like, hey, this is my little cousin. Uh, he's a big fan of yours. And, you know, 
Darby was doing the polite thing, you know, uh, talking with him. But then when he was like, and he likes skateboarding, and you the look on Darby's face is he lit up and he's like, really? Um, <laughs> and he's like, it's like, okay, I can talk to you about wrestling, but skateboarding, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and he talked to him about skateboarding. So Swerve and- introduced Billy to Darby. Yes. Billy was like living <laughs> in a crazy. He was like, "What? Where am I right now? It's crazy out here. What a night! That's amazing." <laughs> yes, uh, no. Nah, Billy had a great night. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, Billy like, got to meet. Dynamite. I'm like, "Yo, what's up, man? We meet you. What's up?" <laughs> no, Billy got to meet homie. a lot of. I, I tried to uh, at the karaoke bar. I had one crazy. I'm a Mark Board moment. I was like, yo, Haas, introduce me to Brian Danielson right the fuck now. But Brian Danielson had already ran out of there. Like, I'm trying to be Mark. I don't be a Mark Board. I don't want you to introduce me to nobody here. But Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson had already ran out of there. So maybe next time, Brian, I'll see you, bro. Brian Danielson's no. going to come on Grapsity. I'm just putting it in the air. I don't care. It's the fucking greatest wrestler of our generation. We're going to get him on here. What's up? Yeah. Uh, no, I, honestly, like, uh, shout out to everybody who was just really kind to Billy. Uh, Anthony Bowens was really nice to him. Dante Martin. Um, and, uh, well, him and Dante are almost the same age, so that makes <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> Hold on, let me think about that. I think he is closer in age to Dante than he is to me. So, Definitely. yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but now that Dante Martin and Anthony Bowens are really cool to him. Uh, and... And that was one of those things where they literally just saw him. He was just standing there, and Anthony Bowens walks by, and Billy's like, <gasps> and like has this look on his face, and he's like, "But you guys." And they came over to him and were really nice to him. So, um, yeah, just shout out everybody who was really good to my kid, uh, and I always appreciate that. But yeah, we had the, I, I did make the drive. It was a uh, it was Ooh. like a father son road trip kind of thing. I was like, That's you know awesome. what, you know what, let's do it. Uh, except. All right, so there's a couple of shit stories. First one is that I did get a speeding ticket in uh, Kansas. And as I told the story on Day After Dynamite yesterday, so if you already heard it, sorry. But uh, I got a speeding ticket in Kansas. And it was one of those little areas of Kansas where... So I always take my tickets to court every single time. Every time I get a ticket, like technically on the record, I have no speeding tickets because I take them to court and they usually just reduce it down. They'll be like one point defective headlight. Uh, And that's usually what I do every single time. Never fails. It has never failed me. I always tell people don't like take the ticket, take it to to court. If you got the afternoon to spend there and guaranteed they'll knock it down. They'll usually reduce the fee just to get you out of there and not have this like prolong into a trial or anything so uh i always recommend that but this particular ticket came and i know it's a fucking racket it (laughs) this ticket came in like middle of nowhere kansas in a county that there's no chance i'll return to to go to court for and the fees on it like the actual fine was like 120 bucks um, but then there's all these fees attached and it comes out to like 240 and, what? uh, like somebody explain to me, what the fuck is a docket fee? Please explain that to me. Um, why is that the most expensive part? That part was more expensive than the actual fine. Please uh, somebody in the chat, 
he saw you driving by and he was like, Yeah, we got black people on the docket. That's got one. <laughs> yeah. got one on the docket. Finally, man. But what is a black bear person in two weeks? Got his ass. Got right what, is, what is <laughs> a docket fee, right? And now granted, look, was I speeding? Absolutely. Well, uh, was I record? No, he didn't. He did not say that. That is not. This is a joke podcast. I'm <laughs> saying, <I'm joking. laughs> no, I, hey, I've seen too many rappers get their bars pulled up. And yeah, I don't want this to happen to you. <laughs> he said it right here. It was Grapsity Saturday, blah, blah, blah. No, nah, right. like they got me on the radar gun doing 97. And uh, I, <laughs> I <know. laughs> yo, your kids in the car, bro. <laughs> Look, I man, you're Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> nah, and the worst part, and I uh, swear, so when I drive, like, damn, we'll slow down. And the worst part, too, is uh, so the one thing you shouldn't do to a black mom was exactly what I did, which was uh, so I was on the phone with my mom at the time, and I was oh, like, oh, hold, no. and I was like, hold up, mom, I'm getting pulled over, let Don't me call you never, back. No. And, and I forgot to call her back. So she spent the like rest of the day just like panicked, like, oh no, everything okay? Like, is my son alive? And uh, yeah, that's how it was. I was like, my hold up, I'm getting pulled over. And I probably would have called back and stayed on the phone. No, so that was the thing my mom said. She was like, you need me to stay on the phone, just don't hang up. And I was like, nah, ma, I got this. And I, uh, uh, she's like, no, you need to stay on the phone. <laughs> and I said, Ma, I got this. And I hung up, but I forgot to call her back because I was in, in. I was in such a bad mood afterward that I was like, nah, I don't want to call my mom back right now. But I forgot. You didn't want to tell her you were driving ninety-seven <laughs> miles per hour. Also, I see what's going on here. I know exactly. What's I just, going on. I just didn't want to call my mom back. So yeah, I of didn't. course, yeah. You um, want to get in trouble two times. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so she, so finally, she calls me back like two hours later, and she's like, "You okay?" And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, th- th- it was like 10 minutes uh, where we were good. And she's like, you can't do that. You yes, got to like even just send that. me a text that mm-hmm. says I'm fine. But I'm sitting here worried about my boy. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Ma, I won't do that. Yeah. Out here uh, doing some <laughs> wild stuff on, on stop. So you gotta yeah, yeah, I know. That seriously. was my bad, Mom. I'm sorry, Ma. Uh, and then the other thing that happened to was Let's see. I said it was a nine-hour drive, so right around hour six, my check engine light comes on, and I'm like, are you serious? Oh, no, don't tell me this, Uh, and I ended up finding a mechanic, which, again, shout out Kansas, because apparently everybody in Kansas, and I was talking to Matt Galloway about this, and Matt explained to me that it's just a Kansas thing, but everybody in Kansas is, is obsessed with barbecue. Um... But I get to, I find a mechanic, and he looks at the car, and he's like, uh, "I could fry a, a rib yeah. on this." <laughs> no, nah, but he was just like, "Look at your cruise control. Uh, your cruise control's out." He said, "Literally, you could go the rest of this car's existence, uh, and you'll be fine." But your cruise control no longer works. And I was like, "Oh, damn! Well, that's gonna fuck me because that was the whole point of turning on the cruise control yeah, was yeah. don't speed right. anymore." <laughs> And now my cruise control don't work. Uh, but he was like, you're fine. You can go the rest of your time. Uh, you're fine on this trip. Uh, and I'm like, okay. Hey, you can. I was like, is there anything to eat around here? And he's like, yeah. All right, cool. So uh, we got a barbecue <laughs> place right around. He was like, we got a barbecue place right up here. Uh, if you want some barbecue, uh, there's another place uh, right around the corner. And then if you're really in the mood for barbecue, uh, there's a great place. He's uh, <laughs> like, right, tell him that Joe sent you. Tell them that uh, Joe over at Joe's Auto Parts sent you. Uh, but 
got some great barbecue over here. It's sounding and, like I need to pull up to uh, Kansas City, honestly. I love yeah, barbecue, and I'm always I know, and barbecue. I, I was talking to Matt about this, and I was like, what is with y'all barbecue? And he's like, that's our thing. Like, Kansas, we're known for barbecue. <laughs> and, uh, never ever it, in my life wanted to go to Kansas City, but uh, here it is. Things change, you know. Things always in the, change. And in the chat is what they're talking about. There's a barbecue. That's what Kansas is all about, apparently. So, uh, you want some barbecue? Go to Kansas. It's what they're known for. It's on the docket now. Shout out to Kansas. Yep. Yeah, Wasabi King in the chat even said uh, Casey has the best barbecue. Period. So. So I like, learned that Texas th- is out here like, don't you dare. <laughs> no, we're Texas people. I'm waiting for y'all. Somebody in Texas is in there going to say it. I, I literally am just now learning this. I mean, no, I, and this is Will was trying to ask, where's the McDonald's? No, nah, look, I, <laughs> yo, no, nah, like Billy got to have a good time. He got to have, like, I made sure that, like, I typically am, like, really strict about food. Uh, I don't know why, but I am. <laughs> and so, uh, I was letting Billy have, like, everything on this trip, and we had, like, passed by a Popeye's, and Billy's like, you know, I've never had Popeye's. I was like, what? <laughs> How has he never had Popeye's? Yeah, how has he never had Popeye's? I don't know. Uh, but You do know. You're his dad. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, like, I'm, like, we don't do fast food a lot. Like, I'm, That's like, right, yeah, uh, I, I'm, like, really big on, like, okay, have a home-cooked meal, like, have you all that You guys have, stuff. like, the every, the once-a-week uh, family thing, right? Like, the family dinner? We have, like, a big family dinner every Sunday. Yeah. But then I make yeah. sure, like, every night that my kids are, like, fed a home-cooked meal and all that. But as a result, I realize there's a lot he's missed out on. And when he said, I've never had Popeye's, I'm like, what? I get Popeye's when I'm bored. But... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's the Popeyes. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, say no more. So that was it. Uh, it was a good time. It was a really good time. Yeah. Um, now, honestly, that's and- what's up. I wish my mom never took me to any fucking fast. I wish I never <laughs> ate fast food. It's poison. It's the devil. I can't give it up. You know, no, so I, like, I, I, that's what it is for me. That's what it yeah. was. Was like, oh, I have fast food all the damn time. Um, mm-hmm. I collected mcdonald's happy meal toys i had so much fast food but and hercules plates from mcdonald's i have the hercules plates i still eat on those i just uh threw it in the sky but i knew you might have a little bit of that no, I was you also parents. have those one Looney Tune cups. There's like a a brown Tasmanian one. Yeah, no, I've yeah. got the yeah. Batman. F- I still have the ba- I still got the Batman Forever cups from McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> I was, was at my parents' house maybe like five or six years ago. Years ago, and I was like, "Y'all still have these?" And I like collected like my Hercules plate was the plate I always ate off of, and I made sure that I took that home with me. Still have it. Uh, it's got a little crack in it now. It didn't survive my dishwasher, but um, I still got them Hercules plates. <laughs> but yeah, no, big, are you kidding me? I ate so much fast food as a kid that I was like, okay, I have to make sure my kids don't have this life. That's what's up. Yeah, I like it. I love it. Yeah, uh, they're talking about the gold Pokemon cards from Burger King. Like, yeah, that was, uh, if you were a 90s kid, fast food had it all. Uh, so... That's it. I, <laughs> I saw I saw some pro wrestling again this week. I'm going to see I, pro wrestling uh, again in two weeks. Uh, speaking of drives, one time I drove from California to Idaho for a show. It was 12 hours for a rap show. And there was like five people there when we got there after driving for 12 hours. And my friend didn't want to perform. It was his performance. I went to like support my friend and we get there and there's nobody there and he's like ah i'm not doing i'm like yo we drove for 12 hours somebody's about to rap hand me the fucking mic so they hand me the mic 
I spit like one song and we left. So yeah, road trips sometimes are awful. Like I had 12 hours for one song or they're cool. Like Will and Billy had, except for, you know, parts of the haters hating on them. But yeah, yeah. it sounds like you guys had an amazing time, man. Fuck we had a great time. I yeah. Like I said, Billy got to meet his, his favorites and he got to see his absolute favorite John Moxley, uh, do his thing and win the fucking dope ass match, man. What a time! It, it, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like Goofy movie. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, he went and he, he they went on a, on a road trip. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You know what's funny? I'm so glad you brought that up because uh, in the last two hours of my trip, um, I'm like, okay, there's no point pulling over and going to sleep because uh, I am this tired. So I need to watch something that's like just an hour and a half. Just put it on, but it needs to be something I know extremely well. So that I'm not like visually paying attention to it, but it just like I can have it on. So I opened up Disney Plus and I threw on a Goofy movie and wow. propped it up on the the on the dash. Oh, and I'm like, road. yeah, I'm like, <laughs> do you need a break from modern living? Do you long to shed your weary load? <laughs> no, are you kidding me? I know a Goofy oh movie like the God. back of my head. I That's a black it. movie, also, by the way. Yes, I yes. recognize that in They're many respects. Cl- characters if you didn't know goofy black max black 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 all of them yeah yeah nah uh, roxanne was light-skinned um yeah. but uh so... <laughs> power line come on dude Every, you know it's what david campbell there. yeah black right like movie, black, there's no way power, power line was white man zero percent zero all right uh so hey be a grap city couple of things hey since you're here give us a like just give us a thumbs up right now. You're sitting there. Just do it real quick. You got it done. Thank you. Give us a like. Give us a thumbs up. Um, also, make sure to subscribe to uh, the uh, Fightful YouTube account because um, there's plenty more content. Um, there's the post shows. There's interviews. We got interviews coming up. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited for the interviews we have coming up, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we got some good uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, got some great shit. Uh, and also, so just subscribe. Turn on those notifications. You know when Fightful's going live. Uh, also, we got Super Chats. We got Humper Chats. Let's fucking go. Uh, let's let's do it. We've got... Uh, try to pull up the Humper Chats first. Because I, I feel like we should always do these. Get these done. Because these really help support Fightful and what we do at Fightful. Uh, so... You know it. We got one from Van Twinblade. Yep. <laughs> he says, we are just three weeks out from the first ever GCW St. Louis show and three days out from the St. Louis AEW show. The GCW card is going to be Delirious versus Effie, Gringo Loco versus uh, Blake Christian, Two Cold Scorpio versus Alley Catch. That's pretty cool, actually. That's interesting. Yeah, super interesting. Davey Richards versus Joey Janela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, y'all right. are getting a pretty good card. Kind of a dope let's card. go. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. St. Louis, uh, man, they getting and they getting that that AEW show about to be lit for St. Louis out here. That's what's up. Oh yeah, next week that's uh Road Rager. So hot um, show. I mean every like I say every week, every dynamite's a hot show at this point, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can, I know people got their complaints week to week, but I will say that just standalone shows, I think I I have fun. Um but yeah. The first show we're going to talk about, not an AEW show, but a show that was great. Um, and 
also we got shows coming up tomorrow there's stuff to talk about uh Not but hey AEW show but the show was great i don't know what the hell you're talking about uh-huh. but he says uh what's up grab city fam uh this nba finals has got to be an all-timer for not calling any uh, kind of foul on screen action i've why, been why pulling my hair out Curry? watching this show yeah i don't what the hell's going on what is, I, it's what like, is going on with that bro like they call no fouls for this guy but that doesn't matter because Breezes is sick of y'all. Shade, man. He heard all of this. He can't be finals MVP. All of this. He's not in a conversation with whatever guy that he's beat three times in the finals. No, 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 no. We're not trying to hear that no more. Uh, So he is. Nah, man. That watching him last night, his shots that that seem like they should not be humanly possible was just insane. He's going to make sure this series goes to seven. And. Good. That game, that game three, he didn't like nothing that happened in that game three, and he's like, "All right, we about, nah, I'm about man. to show y'all how I be playing this fucking game. If nobody's gonna yeah. help me, I'm gonna do it myself." <laughs> he, he hit two shots in that in that game, and I mean, he hit, every now and then he'll hit a shot, and I'm just like, "Nah, nah, come on, wait a minute." Nah. Uh, and so he the the shot where Gary Payton catches the ball and he steps out of the out out of away from the arc and he gives him the ball and lets him have it. And there are like two people on him when he takes that shot, and it just goes in on. Now I was like, "Wait a minute, this guy is just ridiculous, man." Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Yeah, nah, man. Keep yeah, doing it. Let's fucking win this championship, man. Damn, if Boston wins, what? We can't, Boston can't win this. This is crazy. Come nah, on, baby, man. it's Oakland, California. We need, we need San Bay Francisco, Area, California. Man. Now. We, we don't, we don't want Bland Chowder and. And no, man. <laughs> trying to get some hey, E forty and some two short playing out this bitch. Let's go. Uh, Shout Nathan's, out to Stepno. He's playing. Yeah. He's playing like he's a playing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but. The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And oh my god, geez, Louise, that guy. I mean, I wish we would have seen that in the last game, but uh because yeah. yeah, yeah. there should not be blowouts like that. No, never, never. No way. That fourth quarter, what they scored eleven points in the fourth quarter, like yeah. come on. 
Yeah, I mean, nah. it's he's played good every game. He just yeah, needs yeah. the rest of his team to to show yes. up. I'm looking at you, Draymond. Uh, Draymond, <laughs> Draymond, uh, just like I'm fighting. That's it. No, you can't just fight, dude. You have to like. Nah, man. Dude. Listen, <laughs> let, let us podcast, fam. Let's start, let's cut, yeah. it, cut it out, bro. <laughs> Seriously, man. Seriously, uh, get on the fucking court, bro. Nathan says Billy got to see his favorite wrestler win the interim title. Not quite yet. He's got one more step to go. Uh, that's got to be worth a lot of dad points right there. Um, he's got Good one match. more to go. Uh, but but I, I will mean, say, though. I will say, I like the promo though. I really like the promo he cut, and it was a reminder to me that uh, it sucks that CM Punk is out. But man. Moxley actually is like the forbidden door guy. And like, if there's yeah. anybody that this pay-per-view should be centering around is John Moxley. When you think about how he's been tied to new Japan and AEW for the last three years, like there's nobody else who should be the guy coming out of the when show. New Japan hated AEW. He was still going to new Japan and he worked for yeah. AEW. Like he's the guy. He's the reason that this, yeah that this relationship was still anything is because he still was like, I'm going to new Japan. I don't care what y'all beefing about. Like I'm about to have fun over here. <laughs> and so and, there you go. And yeah. True. And so that thing, like, yeah, I think well, at the end we... of the day, more than anything, he's just fucking over her as fuck. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's a happy accident. Cause the Tanahashi match was really his match. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, exactly. I never agree with them doing, you know, Tanahashi punk, versus Punk. I mean, we I have been talking about it in our with... group chat for like four months about this Mox and Tanahashi match. So, like, yeah, this, this yeah. is his match. Yeah, it, it, yeah. happy accident. Uh, you, that is the best way to put this because this should, this wasn't going to happen, but this is the kind of the perfect scenario for everything that's been built to this point. So, uh, it's all working out. Joel says, uh, 97. Okay, Roman Pierce. Uh, <laughs> Look, man, I'm sorry. Nine hours, I didn't realize it. I did, it's a little heavy. I get it. It, it. That's really what it was. Like, I just, in a conversation with my mom, I didn't even realize until I looked down that uh, I was like, damn, I'm really going this fast. Oh, shit. Pedal to the metal. My bet. Yes. Uh, and so, oh, that was the other dumbass thing I did. This is totally my fault. Everything else. I mean, the speeding was my fault, too, but uh, (laughs) the most my fault thing I did was uh, so somewhere along the way, I must have accidentally turned my nav off while I was like changing songs. And so I hadn't gotten a direction in quite some time. So I'm like, when's the exit? And I look up and I'm like. 18 miles ago what the oh, fuck like I, accidentally... <laughs> I drove 18 miles out of the way uh before i had to turn around to uh get back to the hotel before getting to the arena so we like we missed the uh, i think the first two elevation matches oh, but <laughs> so i fully don't know what happened on elevation but uh whatever my bad again 18 miles out of the way. So let's talk about this first story because this was not a thing that we, it happened so long ago and so much has developed since then that I forgot we haven't talked about this yet. Yeah, I'll get that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. But Cody Rhodes. Uh, 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 uh,
I thought it was a good show. I thought thought it was a good show. I thought the the opener was really good. I thought that um, that triple threat uh, was... Oh, the triple threat was dope, yeah. Yeah, triple Triple threat threat was really good. Yeah, Uh the triple threat I thought was um, kind of exactly what it needed to be. I thought that uh, it was just kind of nonstop with uh, how much uh, Bianca and... um, and Asuka and Becky were just, it was just like, go, 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 move, 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 move. My favorite type of wrestling match. <laughs> and so. Right. Yeah, uh, it was great. Uh, man. I didn't love the finish, honestly. I didn't I like the finish at figure, all, actually. I think the they need to figure was... out a way to stop doing that. Somebody hits the move and then they throw them. I hate that across Look, I, I, WWE. They do it in indie wrestling, too, that throw the person out after they just hit their big move and roll. I hate that finish. Let's I mean, I would have been fine with it everywhere. if she had also hit the KOD, but uh, the fact that she just threw out Becky and then pinned Asuka, I didn't hate like it. that. Oh, I, I, I that perfectly finish. predicted this finish, by the way, because I knew you Asuka, said Asuka was going to take, take the pin. And you said it. they have to do this whole, well, Becky's not going to be mad. She stole my win. She beat you clean, fam. Like, why are we still... Ah, I hate that they do that. But whatever. I, I knew they were going to do the finish. But yeah, up, up until that finish, uh, like I said, I would have preferred that... Uh, like, only a little difference would have been throwing out Becky and then hitting a KOD on Asuka. Right. Yeah. And then one, two, three. That's the only thing I would have changed. But otherwise, I thought it was a great match. Um, I didn't particularly care for anything else in the uh, in-between. But the trios match was good. The, the mix tag match that, that was a good match for what it was yeah it was good <laughs> yeah uh, no look uh, let me say this i am more than glad that edge is done with judgment day because uh, all i could think that whole match is god this group is so whack and um uh, and well, by the sounds of it they're gonna make wack. them fucking <laughs> wacky so i don't know yeah yeah no i mean it was it was a fine match um and then the main event, though, was yeah, an all timer. Hey, and Sorry. you know what's funny was I kept asking, like, what's next for Bianca? And it didn't even occur to me. Oh, Rhea, duh. Uh, but I thought they were going to hold off this match to next WrestleMania, honestly. I didn't know they were going to go nah, with it, but I get it. Yeah. They don't have anybody. Yeah, right. That's pretty yeah. much what it is. Yeah. But then main event was an all timer. I thought that uh, Cody Rhodes. So it was revealed earlier in the day. Uh, Dave Meltzer had reported that Cody Rhodes is injured and it's a bad one. Um, and then WWE ends up confirming that it's a severe injury. But how injured could he be? And Cody knew exactly what he was doing with the reveal. Uh, and Such a he fucking makes worker. He yeah, makes he his did entrance. The whole Tanahashi jacket taken off, and he just yeah. like, dude. And he <laughs> reveals that just. The most visually disgusting pectoral tear uh, you, you could, you know, I, I saw uh, a couple of people make the jokes and they were very good. Uh, as a matter of fact, shout out Brandon Thurston for the uh, the joke that, look, uh, we were talking about Cody bleeding in this match and how WWE doesn't allow it, but they can't stop you from bleeding internally. Um, <laughs> Christ. He's like, I'm going to get some blood on this show. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was visually alarming, but it also added so much intrigue to the match because at that point, 
uh, it became such a visually disturbing thing that every single time somebody got near it, it it got under your skin, right? It was yeah, like, was oh my God. It was uncomfortable, but it made the match compelling, and it made it very entertaining to watch. Uh, the Chicago crowd was into it, although this was the least Chicago-like I've heard a Chicago crowd in a while. Well, um, I mean, look at that! Look what the card was. I mean, yeah, well, I, <laughs> but I mean, and what I mean was like because the show was sold out and they were loud, but like Chicago has typically been really vocal over the last. Like that's what the Chicago crowd has been Chicago known for, right? Loud. They're loud. Yeah. 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 But I felt they like. Were. They, they I were, felt like they were as much as they I, I feel like they are, were loud for certain things. Yeah. Like they were really loud for Bobby. I was like, yo, yeah. Bobby is over. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, were loud, but they weren't really vocal. And I I think that's just a testament to the fact that like maybe that audience is just not doing this anymore. And that's ideally what WWE's wanted, right? They don't want that crowd that like remember WrestleMania twenty two at this very arena, an all state arena, it was like Okay, this is the arena that's gonna boo John Cena. Yeah, you know, they don't the, want uh, those hijacking crowds. They no. just want yeah. regular. I was I was at the Money the in the Bank where uh, we we booed Gender and Roman out of the building. Like, why would you bring Gender versus Roman to Chicago? Like, you knew yeah. what we were gonna do with that match. Like, <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> right, and I felt like this was like the least Chicago like in terms of, uh, you know, they weren't like, hey, Madcap Moss versus Baron Corbin. What are you doing? Like, they uh, <laughs> they. This wasn't that crowd, and that's uh, ideally, I think, what WWE like, wants. I wasn't in that fucking crowd. I would have booed that shit. Out of <laughs> shit. Awful. But yeah. Awful. Why, why are they doing that match again, by the way? Because Corbin got stretchered out, but now they're doing like a last laugh match. What? Oh, God. Why does there need to be a rematch? A last laugh match? Leave me the fuck alone. Leave. Uh, uh... I don't want to get into Madcap Moss again, but that shit is awful. That match sucked. Baron Corbin sucks. All this shit sucks. Home WWE stars are usually pretty awful because they're just like this. Let's get into Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. I thought the shit was awful. I hated everything about it. Whoa, whoa, Let me get into it. Sets a bad precedent, man. I know pro wrestlers. They are impressionable. Even if they're 56 years old, they're fucking impressionable. They see Cody Rhodes doing this, they're going to do the same thing. And it and they don't make Cody Rhodes money. Cody Rhodes can go in there with the bum fucking arm because he's a millionaire and he's going to make a million dollars to do this match. But Jeffrey Stevens, that lives in Indiana, that makes Jeffrey $50 Stevens. a fucking match, is going to go in there with a broken fucking arm because Cody Rhodes did it. And he wants to show that he's a, he's a, a hero. He's amazing. He's this. He's all these things. It's just not... It's not enough to this match, the build. None of this was enough for to warrant this, to warrant the precedence that this type of thing sets. It's just not, well, a good, and I it's hope, not good for the wrestling business. I hope when that. Know, uh, in hindsight, what we know about injuries, we know everything. We Everything that we know as wrestling fans, as sport, as whatever, we know too much for this to be a thing. Like, we could have had this match another time, whatever. I just didn't. I don't like it. I have wrestling fans who have who said that was cool. I would do that. And so I just can't get behind it. So I'll say this, and I hope that uh, – because you talked about it setting a precedent. And I hope that the precedent that goes along with this is um, that there's nuance to every injury. Because, like – 
you know, there, there was a, a doctor on YouTube um, who deals with sports injuries, and he talked about, uh, I forget his name, uh, and I'll, I'll post it later on uh, when I remember, but he talked about uh, this particular injury and how he's seen it before and why WWE allowed it. And he mentioned that, uh, so his, his wording was that with a pectoral tear that's off the bone the way this was. And he said, and he could see, he was like looking at it. I can tell that they're not lying about that. He tore that off the bone. He said, there's no real way for Cody to have made it worse in this match. Um, That the most Cody was going to have to deal with is pain. But as far as the match was concerned, it's torn. It's either like, there's nothing he can really do about it at this point. And he's not going to make it any worse. So fuck it, do the match. Um, But, he said the because the most he's like the most Cody was gonna have to deal with here was excruciating pain, and so that's where it becomes a, a looking at Cody. You look at it as well, damn. Like he obviously he had to have been in excruciating pain, and that man was a trooper for going through with this. Uh, but ultimately, if you're in a case where like oh sh- your shit's hanging by a thread, like don't fucking do this, right? So did I read correctly that he had partially torn it and then he went lifted waist and then completely tore it? Yes. Yeah, that was wild. So, and that's yeah, why they were Cody. saying like, w- <laughs> what are you doing? with at this stage with a complete tear, he can't make it any worse. Uh, like it's it's completely torn. He's done. I just think uh, that the 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 other things kind of surrounding it. Like, if Roman was there, would they have let Cody do the match? Like, was no. it just like we don't have exactly? So it's like uh, there's well, I don't like you I, know I he shouldn't have because... been in this fucking match, and it was like we don't have anything else. Let Cody go and do this fucking thing, and then. I think uh, just like let's forget about real. And let's just talk about kayfabe. Seth Rollins lost to a fool with one arm. <laughs> a one arm man beat Seth Rollins. Uh, he has one arm. One arm's completely useless. His right arm, his main arm, and he lost. How am I supposed to believe that Seth Rollins is anything other than a fucking that talks a lot? You can't. You cannot back it up. A fool with one arm chew, and that just doesn't set a good precedent for anybody. Uh, I don't know. Starts I, talking. A fool with one I, arm. I agree you, and Shut I disagree. up! Don't talk to me. <laughs> I agree and I disagree because I I do think that I I do agree with this fact that he maybe he shouldn't have wrestled with that injury. I'm not applauding him for wrestling with the injury. With the injury, I'm applauding him for having a great match in spite of him having this injury. And I thought the storytelling in the match was very good in spite of everything that he did. And we got the pedigree did. payoff finally. We got we, the pedigree payoff. We got a lot of psychology. That payoff time. spans companies. Like yeah. the fact that that pedigree buildup started in a match with Malachi Black in Orlando that wasn't uh, tied to this company at all. And he yeah. managed to keep his own storyline going through multiple companies and paid it off and probably what's going to go down as one of his most legendary performances for better or worse you know whether he should have gotten out there like i don't want to get into whether i believe he should have wrestled with that injury or not maybe not but this is still regardless going to go down as one of his best performances of all time and i mean you got five love it or hate it uh, what it it says about rollins Again, this was an all-time great performance from Rollins as well. Coming out with the polka dots, 
trolling yeah, the no, entire I, match. Yeah, no, I said Rollins was on some bullshit, but he is when, when the bell fucking rings, no one can touch. Not a lot of people can touch this guy. He can I, fucking go. Will Ospreay think, can touch him, just to say out loud. But not a lot of people in WWE can touch what this guy does. Incredible yeah, I just think Seth Rollins is amazing. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know if in kayfabe it makes Seth look bad because. I don't think it's a matter it's of WWE just and nothing like, makes anybody looks bad. No, I get it. Mm-hmm. I know. I understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I don't know. Even if you look at it like literally, he lost to a guy with one arm. I think the whole thing here is like it's just this is Cody's time, and it feels like Cody is not going to take a loss. And I, there, it's so rare that WWE does that. Like, when did they let anybody have three matches in a row at a pay per view? Like, when is the last time you've seen any babyface come in and win sh- three straight matches at a pay per view? I can't be mad at that. And I feel like the way that Cody did it, nah, man. I feel like Cody right now bet on himself, and he won. Like, right now, he he's the most talked about wrestler in the industry. No, I, 100%. I think that um, Cody made the absolute right move in that. Uh, I agree. For everything that he wanted. Like, he didn't want to turn heel. And obviously, this the, the other audience wasn't going to let him he say ain't a baby never face. gonna be healed now after this shit. Like, <laughs> oh, this is that baby face. Baby face. Yeah. And yeah. so it was like, look, maybe I don't have to turn heel. Maybe I just go over here and keep doing my thing. The exactly the same shit I was doing before, but with an audience that's gonna cheer it. And he's I getting mean. cheered. You can't and, and it's working for him. Um it sucks that he has to be out as long as he's going to be. Um, yeah, WWE so says up to like six or seven months. WWE like says nine months. There, I don't believe that at all. Uh, WWE has WWE has lied about this before. I actually, um, I don't know if this is out there, uh, but one of my friends, a close friend of mine, who used to be on WWE Creative, he was not on Creative at the time, but he says that the story that's gone around Creative, he was on Creative for a while. He said that uh, the general story, he was on Creative last year when they did this for Sasha Banks, where it was like, okay, Sasha's going to be out this time. But they were lying just to build up, uh, just to give her, give us a, a big return for her for the Rumble. Um, actually, that was just earlier this year, wasn't it? Uh, but... Um, he talked about how John Cena, and I had suspected this for a while, uh, but and I asked him about it, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's the story that goes around creative. But, you know, the story for, with John Cena was that, man, John Cena had this miraculous Superman return, uh, returning at the Rumble, and uh, it was a miracle that he returned the way he did, but that's just uh, a testament to how strong Cena is. And uh, he was like, well, that's because the... The severity of the injury was a work. You know that, right? <laughs> like, uh, the severity of that injury was uh, was basically exaggerated to come up with the rumble story, right. um, and or to make it the like, to make the rumble it, surprise. Yeah, it was great. They they, they yeah, did it, honestly, like that was also the it idea. Makes sense. So like, it, he's only going to be out for three months, but we're say he's going to be out for <laughs> nine months. Yeah, yeah this, this might be a good thing because keeping him out that long, you know does take away WWE's chance of screwing up what they just did in, in three months. Yeah, because uh, so like, honestly, like, my biggest <laughs> yeah. my biggest worry with Cody was that they were going to fuck it up because I think the worst thing WWE has going for them right now is money in the bank. I think that's a trash concept. I think it needs to go away. I think it hasn't yeah, worked I, I was. Since. I started thinking about what you were saying, and I didn't think that Cody should win the briefcase because he's yeah. a baby face, and it wouldn't look like the way he doesn't need to win the championship like that. 
There hasn't been a good Money in the Bank winner since uh, Seth, and that's going on a decade ago. Uh, you know where I'm going. I think he should win. I think he should win <laughs> Money in the Bank. I yeah. feel like it's his time. No, I think he was, Rollins should win, too. Yeah, so that was the last time I thought that Money in the Bank, like, worked, because I think every winner since then, uh, what, Sheamus was a trash winner. Um, the I, I Ambrose, maybe, I Ambrose worked. Um, kind of, but, like, uh, all of the women's winner, uh, what, Carmella is the only women's winner who had the briefcase longer than a week, right? Like, all the rest of the women's winners cashed in either the same night or, like, a day later. And then her um, was attached to fucking James Ellsworth. So. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I think that the concept is, like, way outworn. It's welcome. I hate the idea of all of these. There's so many guys whose first win, whose first title win, like, wasn't a real match. And uh, and I thought like that shit like Cody should be as far away from that as possible, and it almost saves their asses, like forces them to have to do the rumble to get him there. Right. Uh, and that's just a bad build. Man, it's a better build. It's a better. I guarantee that Cody is going to main event WrestleMania, which is yeah. wild. Um, <laughs> I know, right? So like Rumble, it has to be Rumble. Don't go Money in the Bank. I don't want to see Cody win Money in the Bank. This is ultimately a much better thing. But yeah, like I was talking about with Cena, it was a case of um, uh, the injury wasn't. Yeah, because the funny thing was, I talked about this again. I've been podcasting a long time, so I have. Uh, I, you could, if you go back, you can listen to my old theories on this, but, uh, like going back to 2007 when Cena got hurt, but Cena tore his pectoral muscle, right? And like the original reports on it, I remember, um, PW Insider, uh, Mike Johnson was the first to report and he's like, Cena should be out about three months. Uh, and then even Dave Meltzer, like piggybacked on that was like, yeah, Cena's going to be out about three months. And then, uh, WWE comes out and says six months to a year. And everybody bit on that. And they're like, okay, WWE was just clarifying that it's worse than these reports were. And then when Cena came back in three months, then hindsight was like, oh, no, the PW Insider was correct. The Observer was correct. WWE exaggerated it to get the surprise for Cena's Rumble return. And so... And it worked. That's one of the best returns of all time, I think. Legit, yeah. But now, I don't trust severity at all anymore when they do this. So now, (laughs) when they said, you know, of course, all the reports were like, oh, Cody should be out like four to six months, all of that. And then WWE reports, Cody will be out nine months. And my immediate thought is, oh, okay, the rumble. Rumble return. Uh, This is what we're doing here. We're keeping the surprise (laughs) available so that when five, four, three, two, one wrestling is more than one but yeah i, guess, I think family. also beyond that though like cody rhodes likes wrestling so much to be out for that long is gonna suck for him i'm sure you know because he was yeah. like he was hitting it you know what i mean like he was he was yeah. in his bag so like it's got to be I pretty mean, unfortunate at i mean this time. i feel like we gotta say it cody was right cody was yeah, right cody to was not right. want to turn cody was right to, yep. to make the jump he was right mm-hmm he did everything he did was it was right yeah i don't know i i have to reluctantly say it and that's not me saying that you know what he did over there wasn't great what he did with AEW was great and i feel like just the fact that he's had two five-star matches within this year like just crazy (laughs) like him having that ladder match and then having a all-time great hell in a cell match no, Cody's the Cody's a guy, man. Cody's yeah, really, you know, Cody, that, Co- that style Cody, match, and then came over here and did this style match. That's pretty remarkable for sure. Cody is the guy right now in in 
WWE, and that's but I'm not surprised, dude. About. Cody Rhodes is fucking smart. He probably wrote every single thing down that's happening in a book and said, "I'm gonna do all this." And is doing. <laughs> I, it, so. Listen, I told you guys when we got on here when he came back, he's smart enough to go there and already have in mind like, no, I've I've learned from my first time. I'm right. not gonna come back here and let you guys write me in a hole. I think mm-hmm. he came back with stuff he wanted to do. I, I think he yeah. came back with stuff on paper. Like, look, this is what I want, and this is this is what you're gonna give me. You're gonna let me right. do my same entrance, use my same brand, my same logo, and whatever, whatever you guys want to do, whatever. But this is what I'm doing. And but I feel like the one thing that has worked more than anything, which is a thing that a lot of people were saying that he needed to do in AEW and he wasn't doing, which was. Uh, one of the biggest things I think people didn't like about Cody Rhodes at that time was how much he had around him and the amount of people who were saying, man, you just need to be Cody. Like, fuck all that other shit. Like, Mm -hmm. the Nightmare family, like, get rid of all of that. You don't need to be surrounded by 20 people. Like, (laughs) uh, that's... I I liked a lot of the Arn Anderson concept. Like I I, I know that um, one of my favorite things was the first Arn Anderson match that he had, where he was facing Darby, and uh, Darby was going for the coffin drop, and um, Arn Anderson, while Darby's in the air, yells out knees, and then Cody brings his knees up, and it was like, hey, that's what a coach should do at ringside. Right. Um, so like that was a cool concept. But other than that, man, like the Nightmare Family was too much coming out with twenty people uh each week was too much look people don't like brandy um i uh, brandy has a soft spot in my heart um or i have a soft spot in my heart for brandy but um i recognize that the general overall audience does not like brandy and like the stuff that was cody was most over with in AEW was when he was just by himself like the whole uh feuding with uh the um inner circle all of that. People love Cody at that point. Got the promo on Chris Jericho. He didn't have nobody around him for all of that. Right. Uh, that's the stuff people liked from Cody. Yeah. Oh, man. When he when Could, he uh, walked up the aisle and he, and he took uh, MJF's scarf and smashed that window. Still classic yeah. moment. People love that. Like People love just like lone fighter Cody. But it was once he started just doing way too much and it was like, look... If Cody Rhodes were coming out in a in WWE right now with QT Marshall by his side, people would turn on him like very fast. <laughs> They'd be no, like, I'm "What not- are you fucking doing?" And so that's what I mean is I do think that there's like he is doing a lot of what he was doing before, but there's also been some course correction either by him saying, "Okay, now I know better, don't do that," or somebody in WWE telling him, "Hey, listen, um, we like you and we like what you do, but." Uh, there's certain things that you need to cut out, and this is one of them. Uh, and either way, I mean, way, it's still like the Nightmare Factory. That stuff is still over here. Like the in the video packages, <laughs> still show that he's training over there. It still show that it's lit, but just not his presentation on screen. Has yeah, he doesn't need all. And that. I agree. Yeah, he doesn't. It's just yo, put on the suit and go out there, bro. We that that that's it. That's enough. We got it. <laughs> yeah, look, I, when I say I think he's he was right, I'm not saying everything that he did before he left was good. What I mean is I think that he was right in the sense that I don't have to turn heel to be over. And I feel like he's proven at this point. He didn't. Uh, I feel like what, what he did in 2019 as a baby face was working. He was the hottest baby face in AEW at that time. Uh, when he won in the NWA title, he was hot at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like this is kind of in the same vein of what got him over. Right. 
Cody Rhodes, okay. man. He did it. Yes. So let's check out some of the super chats. Five uh, star Cody. Ricardo says, my birthday is tomorrow, too. Happy birthday. Hey, yep. June Happy 12th. Birthday. Happy birthday, Ricardo. Shout out. Max says, choir director Seth Rollins is my front runner for wrestler of the year so far. Listen. Listen. It's Phil Philip Lindsay's as well. Choir Listen, director. I, I just want to point out late. because people tried to get me up out of here for a lot of Seth takes. I don't know, man. Best trilogy of matches last year. Best trilogy of matches this year. Best Hell in the Cell match last year. Best Hell in the Cell match this year. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> hard to Where's argue. Roman? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, he's going to be on SmackDown next week and then not on the next pay-per-view. Uh, Van Twinblade <laughs> says, uh, it's okay. They said all the bleeding was internal. That's where the blood is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and Van yeah, Twinblade like said, didn't mention all those Glory Pro people that were featured on AEW this week. I can't believe he didn't say anything about it. There was a bunch of Glory Pro homies outside what's up van twin blade come on I, I i see that take rollins does have to talk that promo in the go home show was awesome so yeah there you go sorry mm-hmm. rollins is dope man i'm sorry <laughs> uh alex says i hope this cody injury doesn't promote toxic masculinity which is what i'm seeing a lot of but n- probably not my place to say what do you guys think i mean yeah, <sighs> It's, it's like I work. said, it, it is a it's there, yeah, it's toxic masculinity because people think that they have to be a certain like there was this this old kind of way of thinking about pro wrestling of like we have to like you go into the ring unless your thing is falling off. That's the only way you don't go in there and you have to do it until you die and you have to do this and you have to do cocaine and you have to have sex with little girls and shit we don't have to do whoa, that shit whoa, anymore whoa, the game has changed Look, pro wrestling is not nasty as fuck like it used to be we don't walk those same disgusting lines like these fucking legends did we don't have to do that people have health insurance cody could fucking go to the doctor and get his shit fixed it's not like the 80s not like the 70s it's not like that shit anymore we're trying to move into a different different part of this and like that just like goes on to the old we're old school bullshit you know like it's I, I know it's crazy but you know if you know pro wrestling history nothing that i said right now is crazy like that's fucking normal so um I'll, I'll say this though regardless of how this all went down i i was very happy with the match i thought the match was phenomenal um the thing that i'm most annoyed by <laughs> was that cody comes out he cuts a pretty good promo um talking about the injury and then him and seth rollins shake hands and of course, I've watched enough WWE and pro wrestling in general over the last 35 years that uh, I watched the camera angle as Cody's heading up the ramp, and I'm like, oh, he's going to jump from behind. Um, but <laughs> yes. I, right. but I'm like, hopefully it's somebody new, so that way Cody has something new to return to. And when it was Seth Rollins, I was so mad because I just, the trilogy was perfect. Great. Cody does not have to return for Seth Rollins. He beat him. He's defeated him. We do not need a fourth. This is all just a setup at Royal Rumble. Seth Rollins has been cleaning house in the ring. He's by himself. Cody Rhodes music hits. But then they're going to do the one-on-one again. And... Like that that was the problem I had with um with Edge's return in 2020 where uh or 20 yeah, when he returned in 2020 where it was like 
God damn it. Is he going to do anything but wrestle Randy Orton? I would literally love to see him do anything else. And he just kept having these Randy Orton matches. And then it was like uh, Edge got injured, right? He had that, uh, what was it, a tricep tear, I think it was. And then he returned and faced Randy Orton again. And, um, and I was thinking the same thing here of, come on. You guys could have come up with, it's not to say that the Seth and Cody things uh cody matches have been bad because they haven't been not a single one has been bad no complaints about the matches themselves but i would like to have seen something else and i hated that like what was your idea for cody next who was he he's supposed to feud with next that's do that why, have, that's why i'm kind of scared i'm kind of happy that he's not on the table because we could have been looking at a, a well i'm guessing this they were gonna days. go into money in the bank just kind of still feuding and then they were gonna because they were both gonna be in the match so they were just gonna mm-hmm. use this i think just to get into that maybe yeah. But now, I, now, uh, now Seth can use. I took out Cody, you know, for you know. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't mind it because I feel like yeah. this gave Seth his heat back because he lost right. three matches in a row and didn't really. Because I mean, I feel like he gave that entire program, and right now that Cody's not going to be on TV, what do you do with Rollins? And so it's like, all right, we'll give Rollins this to get his heat back, and he's now established himself as the top heel on Raw. Um. So we got Derek Gordon who says the reason I didn't like it was because uh, wrestlers need to be able to protect each other in the ring. Luckily, everything right. went okay, but still. Um, but again, I you like, need two what? limbs to lift a person. Uh, you know, I, but so I feel like that. most of what they did didn't really involve much of that anyway. Yeah, um, but, and that's again why I feel like you got to give Seth a lot of credit because I feel like he was very careful with Cody out there. I feel like he, I feel like. <laughs> You don't just throw anybody in a match with a torn peck and throw up in a a match with just anybody. I feel like they knew, you know, I can trust Seth Rollins. Um, Graham says, nothing on TV is more whack than Seth's dancing. (laughs) I agree with that, but I know Phil won't. No, no, the the dancing, of course, is whack. You can't even count that as dancing. No, no, of course the dancing is whack, but... Like, again, I feel like the fact that he, he is corny and whack is the That's character. the point. Yeah, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tim Gordon says, what Kenny did was bad, but AEW never... Act- oh, and he's talking about... Because I've seen people comparing. They're like, how can you be okay with Kenny right. wrestling injured, um, but not Cody? But he said, but AEW never advertises matches as come watch Kenny wrestle with Vertigo. Advertising the injury to promote uh, feels see, bad. I don't think that's fair. And I'm going to shoot WWE some bail on this. They didn't advertise it as come watch Cody wrestle with a torn peck. I feel like that's just what happened. Like it just happened the day of, and from all all points, it seems like it was Cody's idea to still wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so as far as and Kenny that's is what concerned, I don't I, like because but look, Brian Danielson tried to a bunch of people tried to wrestle and they told him no. A bunch of people tried to do this and they said no. So why do you all of a sudden say yes to this? I don't get it. You said no to a bunch of yes. people trying to wrestle do stuff like and you've said no 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 but now all of a sudden you say yes now all of a sudden wrestlers have their little go to do whatever yeah, the fuck but they want i, it just I don't said, think him going off, out know, there just... wrestling after having several concussions is quite the same as this yeah as well. yeah yeah a little extreme but there, yeah. there's a couple of examples of that same type of thing and they and i'll say I, I don't think the kenny comparison is valid either for a number of reasons i think that um Kenny didn't know the extent of his injuries until after he lost the title. He didn't go get evaluated until afterward. He didn't know what was like truly going wrong here. Um, all we knew was yeah, the same Kenny thing was that what awful too. He just didn't go to the hospital. He's like, ah, yeah, so Ken, Kenny's was um. Because, like, what we knew and kind of what everybody knew was the same thing. Uh, And we knew it going into it. It was Kenny is banged up was all the headlines ever said. It was never 
talked about how banged up Kenny was. It was just Kenny is banged up. You know, we you could see it too. You could see the cupping he had all over his shoulder. He was clearly having to 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 definitely get uh, taken care of a lot more before matches. Um, but nobody knew the extent of it. And then finally he went and got evaluated, and that's where they were like, "Dude, you're fucked up." Um, like <laughs> you've got to have this surgery, this surgery, this surgery, and then he got it all taken care of. But it wasn't a case of we knew the extent of the injury. We knew exactly how injured he is, and he's having this match. I'm not to say I'm not gonna say either one was bad, but I think the comparison is really just tribalism. I, yeah, I think it's just people see, being tribal. This is this um, is back back when we recorded the live podcast and we had the conversation of why tribalism is good or bad. This is the thing that I don't like about tribalism because. Him being hurt does not turn this into a AEW would never or de- no. Stop it, man! Stop! No. Like, cut it out! <laughs> like, no. we don't have to compare who would have sent who out there to wrestle and which is worse, who wrestled under which injuries. Please stop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Chris says Cody's Homelander or AEW Homelander gimmick wasn't going to work. His success <laughs> now, uh, his success now makes sense now. This was, dare I say, in my Triple H voice, best for business. Uh, so there's there were a lot of Triple H allusions in that match. This was like a mm-hmm. oh my god, this was a hunter match. tribute. This is oh a hunter tribute god. match. They both they both already do hella hunter tributes anyway. So yeah. for them to combine forces and put it on a grand scale in a match that he had he had a million Hell in the Cell matches. It was mm-hmm. just like it was what a fitting tribute to yeah. to old HHH. Yep. Uh. To wow, absolute says um, Cody had something so different and unique in AEW that probably can't be redone. That's why it's a mix-up between the right decision or not. Ah, I mean it's working. You can't say right decision. I mean you can't say wrong decision because shit's worked. Yeah, no, coming over to the other company and becoming the top guy—that's execution. It worked. You did. (laughs) I mean that is a that is a hell of a selling point for him to be like I, I was able to do that. Yeah. And for him, you know, as he said, because a lot of people I've talked to people who because uh, I've asked the question of like, OK, you so like is Cody trying to recruit for WWE now? But like uh, or do you feel like, you know, now that Cody's over there, do you see um, the line of succession? But like Cody has straight up said one of the appeals of not being in AEW anymore is that he don't have to be in charge no more. He was like, look, you know, I, I had that. He was like, I had um fun doing that kind of stuff but he's like but i now see at this stage of my career i wasn't ready for all of that when i'm still trying to be active in wrestling and i don't have to be in charge of anything uh, i'm not in charge of any wrestlers i'm not in charge of any uh management stuff i don't have to do nothing the executive that's not me in wwe i'm literally just a wrestler who shows up it works and yeah. uh and i can imagine you know there there probably was a uh, piece of him that's that got frustrated from time to time of like I don't want to do this EVP shit anymore. Right, like all these wrestlers uh, are coming up to you asking you for advice and shit. Yeah, he yeah. can't just chill. Like, he can't I ever don't relax. Care, guys. <laughs> I just want to wrestle. Yeah, and uh, like, people I'm in WWE for my match. You guys relax. Get away from me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, I bet you people in WWE coming in uh, talking to him like, "Hey, Cody, I just want to talk to you about look." Man, you go to Bruce Pritchard. Like, I got <laughs> nothing to do with this shit. Not my bro. 
not my job. Yo, no. sitting on the Bruce Pritchard <laughs> is not <laughs> Like I, I got shit to do with none of that here at WWE. I am not an executive. You know, people were speculating when they were like, hey, what if, like, they give Cody NXT? Like, can you not see this man don't want to be in charge of nothing right now? Yeah, no, as someone, I, I used to have a podcast, and I did every, not only did I talk on it, I produced it, I edited i did all that and i i didn't like it i love waking up on saturdays coming to talk and that's it yeah i don't have to do anything look i'm just talent and that's it i'm out can i I tell you i i have to say this kind of the same deal right that uh i was known as like producer guy on rbr for the longest time i did all the stuff on rbr i did the editing i did the music i did all of that it is true that there's nothing better than just being yeah that that um (laughs) That as far as Grapsity is concerned, like we we creatively are in charge of all things Grapsity. I, I did create Grapsity, it's still our right. show. But ultimately, I don't have to deal with any of the editing. Uh, you did talk, the man. You did the theme song. Um and that was the first theme song I haven't done for a podcast I produced. And uh yeah, it's just nice to be able to have kind of hands off of all that stuff and it and everything just kind of works so i recognize that cody yeah definitely i see it cody man you just go to work as a wrestler you got one title and that's all you got to do that's yeah i get it it's it's great uh nathan says brandy wins money in the bank who says no um (laughs) wwe Uh, other thing on this Cody thing that I just think was hilarious watching it live is just watching how different people responded to it because Cody's been kind of doing mutilation stuff for a minute. Yeah, and Cody has been doing I, some launch He did a fire. Yeah, like the lashes, the, then jumping through that, that table and mm-hmm. having like massive burns on your back. Uh, no, he and of course he likes to blade. He's been doing a... <laughs> He's been doing the gross stuff for a minute. And so right. watching people be so enamored with him after Hell in a Cell, and I'm like, no, Cody's been on this vibe for a minute. Like, this is like This ain't this even one, one of the craziest things that he's done. He's done a fire table. This fool don't give a fuck. He don't care. Yeah, so this has been his bag. And so watching some WWE fans go, man, he's home. This is so inspiring to watch. Like, nah, this is this has been Cody for a minute, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Kurt Benoit says wanted Cody to win Money in the Bank. The next night, he says he wants night two at Mania against the champ. Roman beats Rock night one, then loses to Cody. Then uh, with Cody turning heel, um, and Roman babyface. Cody's not turning heel. He don't have to Cody's do that. Not, forever. Not, he is not. And not just that. I'm still believe it when I see it mode. I don't think that Rock match is ever happening. I don't <laughs> like, believe it. I don't, I don't believe it, man. Like, and maybe nope. it finally does eventually. But oh yeah, that chair. By the t- I forgot about that. Oh my god. I don't but think it's gonna happen at next year's WrestleMania. No way. I don't. Well, here's the thing, Rock. I still feel like he has to psych himself into this because by the time that match would happen, it is it will have been 10 years since Rock's last match. That's a longer gap between matches than uh, when Rock went, uh, what, eight years between matches in 28 uh, from, what, 2004 to... 2004 till 2011 so that was only seven years between matches but he went seven years between matches and that was considered like a long layoff it will have been 10 years between matches here and in that last match he got severely injured doing a rock bottom um it wasn't even like doing yeah, anything doing his own spot yeah i don't yeah doing anything <laughs> significant he went for the rock bottom on cena and 
fucking tore everything. So like, tore everything. <laughs> I I just have a hard time with the idea that Rock now being ten years older, less mobile than he was then, working. Uh, I don't know. There's something about know. it that just. Yeah. I don't see it actually ever happening. I know that it's like the know. biggest want for WWE. I know it's the biggest, but like Rock has continually kicked that can down the road. Like, oh, not this year. Oh, no, no, I'm not good. this year. I don't think he like really wants to do Remember it. Remember what and, happened at Survivor Series? They really thought he was going to come through and he's like, yo, I'm going to send y'all a selfie video and that's it. Like, that's all y'all yeah. are getting from me here. Like, he's not, The yeah. Rock is the biggest fucking actor in Hollywood. He don't have time for this match, man. Nah, man. He got, uh, he got Black Adam coming out literally oh, this fall. Like, on, I don't think it's happening. And honestly, When's and it's he not like a time to do the match. Just exactly what you well, said. I, the, so I guess he's got time to work on this match, man. Like, I know that they, the, the, what they've said is that he's got, uh, an empty block between, um, like the first three months of 2023, but like, don't that man also got like the XFL to run? Like, I don't know. I, I, I will. Uh, if it happens, it happens. Show, he has all stuff, Like, if it happens, that would be great. But I'm just like, I don't see it. It's been so many years, and I still haven't seen it. So it I don't happens, know. I, mean, I will be very yeah. shocked. Very shocked. At this point, if you don't run Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania. What do you do? Because they What's spent the so long on? building this up. What are they going to do? To be fair, it's really just fans who have been building it up. Has it actually yeah, been, been built up? up. No, no. <laughs> he's, been, he's been doing a rock bottom on TV. He's been WWE's trolling been putting some sauce on They've it. They've been putting yeah. stuff out there. They've been uh, absolutely fine. teasing it. Yeah, they have been. <laughs> All right. Van Twinblade says, you mean the quad father with Sterling Reg? Yes, the quad father. Camaro. Il Camaro. Yeah, Camaro Jackson. Uh, those are. Um, I'm excited to see those elevation matches that just happened. Everybody getting shot. I love that wrestling is back on the road and AEW is using local talent from all the you know whatever market that they're in. Man, wrestling is just cool like that. It's so great to be able to see someone who last week wrestled in front of 200 people mm-hmm. wrestling in front of 9,000 people over here is just it's so cool, man. Yeah. Nah, uh, so also Kells asks uh, a pretty good question that I guess we can get into. Yeah, we can get into this. Um, As a matter of fact, I want to make this a topic. Uh, Great question, Kells. You got a whole topic off of this. Yeah, because I have a feeling this will spark a discussion. And so uh, I am actually just going to bring his question up on the screen, and this will become the number four topic. Uh, let's see if I can do this. I hope this works. <laughs> he said the rock gave up an egg too. That's hella funny. He did. He brought that yeah, shitty man. egg. He was like, I'm not coming. Send a gold egg over there. Okay. <laughs> I'm not coming. <laughs> All right. Kells asked a question here. Kells, uh, let, we got let's bring, this, let's bring this up on the screen. Uh, this was a, this was a, <laughs> This was a humper chat that was sent over. Um, and actually, now I think about it, this is a good way to bring the humper chats up on the screen. I'm going to bring the humper chats up on the screen this way going forward. Uh, but Kel says, uh, what do you say to day one AEW fans who say if we wanted to watch NXT, we would have watched NXT? O'Reilly going over Jungle Boy, Darby, and Phoenix is crazy. Cole being added to Hangman versus Okada, etc. Duh. Um, 
Okay. Um, Let's talk about this. Yeah, let's talk. This is a great, a great thing, a great so, conversation. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, I think this is AEW a case of AEW is. I got this one. AEW <laughs> is ROH and PWG's baby. What WWE was trying to do with NXT was out NXT. They were trying to outdo what they are doing. It wasn't that WWE NXT was what they're doing. WWE NXT is what AEW is. Like, so when you see that, that's yeah. what AEW was built on. The, the backs of what AEW was built on was Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, uh, PWG, ROA. Like, in, you know, think of like those times, 2016, 2015. What was happening there is what would eventually become AEW. But WWE was like, we could just do that so people don't have to watch that over there. So it's not about them doing what W with NXT, they're doing what both companies are trying to do, which is ROH EWG put together. So it makes so, sense. I get it. I understand what you're saying, but it's just that, that's kind of what AEW was built on. Uh, so I'll say this as a day one AEW watcher um, that somebody who's I, I've been to 12 AEW shows at this point. And uh, so, okay. I've been to I, this year on more than three, but like three times I've traveled to AEW. I fucking love AEW, man. We're AEW shills around this. <laughs> Somebody's definitely. And by the way, I've also. Somebody's cooked that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I've been to WWE shows this year as well, by the way. Uh, and traveled for, for one. So um, as far as the, the idea of the talent, and this is why I'm not as big on the idea of talent over companies as much as I'm a big believer in concepts in pro wrestling that I think you should support the type of pro wrestling that speaks to you more so than um, anything else. Because I, I think that uh, I've liked certain wrestlers that I don't necessarily like their presentation in one company, but I do like it in the other. So that's why it's like I have to support what is presenting the type of show that I want to see. So I feel like it's important to ask yourself the question. Think about somebody like Kyle O'Reilly or Adam Cole. If those two were available when AEW had first launched, would they have been day one AEW talent? And I think you know the answer to that, yeah, which is you know yes. Yeah. Uh, you know the answer. Uh, and so I feel like you can't necessarily look at it that way of like, were you not watching NXT because of Kyle O'Reilly? Were you not watching NXT because of Adam Cole? If you were somebody who was choosing Johnny in the Wednesday Gargano. night war. Yeah. If you were, if awesome. you chose AEW in the Wednesday night war, was it those particular wrestlers? Was that the reason? Or did you just prefer this other presentation of show? Cause for me, that's what it was in the Wednesday night war between NXT and AEW. Of course I liked a lot of the talent in NXT. I was related to one who is now over in AEW. Uh, but the fact is between the two shows, I preferred AEW's presentation of pro wrestling. I preferred, um, how dynamite came off more than I than, more than I liked NXT. Felt NXT was too overproduced. I also didn't like Full Sail as a crowd. There were a lot of things about NXT at that time that I wasn't into versus seeing what was being done on Wednesday nights. It had nothing to do with the talent. As a matter of fact, there were a lot of times I was like, man, I would love to see this talent over here because I like this presentation better. And so I think Kyle O'Reilly is doing some of the best work I've ever seen him do right now. I feel like 
this version of Kyle O'Reilly is my favorite version of Kyle O'Reilly so far. Uh, that I wasn't sure what to expect, um, but I didn't like Cool Kyle at all. No, uh, but no. uh, <laughs> but I wasn't sure what to expect when he jumped over. My initial thought was, oh, I'll probably just reform Red Dragon and just do Red Dragon things. But then it was like we saw the match with Jungle Boy, and I'm like, okay. Like he's like he's decided he's gonna come in here and be a fucking wrestler's wrestler, yep. and then he had the match with Darby, same deal. Uh, where I'm like, okay, he has come over here to wrestle Ray Phoenix, same deal. It's like okay, he's come over here to show out and show what he's got, and then he had the match with Moxley this week, and again, same deal. Where I'm like, this is some of the best stuff I've ever seen Kyle O'Reilly do. The match with Joe. That- yeah, and the match with Joe, he lost that one, uh, but still, yeah, the match. match with Joe, I'm still like. Okay, I'm seeing a new side of Kyle O'Reilly and a new presentation of Kyle O'Reilly. And as far as I'm concerned, see, I hate talking like XWWE, XAEW. I hate talking all that kind of shit when it comes to anybody because I look at Kyle O'Reilly simply as he's doing some of the best work of his career. I don't give a fuck where he came from. He could have come from the fucking gutter. But if he comes in working (laughs) like this, uh, yeah, if he (laughs) if he comes in working out the mud, baby, yeah. No, if he comes in working like this, I don't give a fuck where he came from. I'm seeing some great shit out of Kyle O'Reilly. And so I think it is... If you don't think the uh, the, the person that asked those questions, if you don't think all these Kyle o- O'Reilly matches have been hitting, then like that's another thing to talk about. You just don't like Kyle O'Reilly because he's been on fire since yeah. he came yeah. to age of- <laughs> Like when he won the Battle Royal, my initial thought was, Oh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Mox? Okay. Right, exactly. That's a, that's a match I, I wasn't even it. thinking about. No, this, is, this makes a lot of sense because Kyle, something about him, the characters, like you said, the cool Kyle, people don't like that. But as soon as that bell rings, he's going to get you. He's going yeah. to because he can fucking work. And, and really then, but the promo he cut backstage too when he was asked about you know um, when he was asked about facing uh, John Moxley and you know uh, he said return home to your family and he turns around and he turned it all around of like no my family is why I do this is why I'm right. in the ring like the, and I just thought this is the best Kyle O'Reilly I've seen so as far as I'm concerned uh, I am happy with Kyle but I, I said the same has thing like diabetes or something. he has like a, mm-hmm. a, yeah. a so, yeah he's like doing that with that this guy's incredible man shout out to Kyle O'Reilly yeah and I, look I, I think him winning the battle royal too is you had to pick a guy that could believably work the new Japan style we we've seen Boom. Kyle do yeah. it so he's been in like, new Japan it it didn't it mm-hmm. didn't bother me and I feel like this day one thing is interesting because I feel like people are picking and choosing when to be upset with that because there are day one people that are 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 killing it right now, and I don't feel like this is just them bringing in NXT guys and going over every day one guy. I mean, really, a big reason why I'm so behind Scorpio is because he's a day one guy, and I right. feel like some people aren't behind Scorpio. So I'm like, you gotta. It is a very day one guy, right? Uh, uh, and, and you know what's funny? It wasn't a big. It wasn't. And what's the thing people scream in response to uh, Scorpio? By the way, I want to see Miro as champion. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what Miro was doing the first? You can't pick and choose and be like, all right, well, you know, I'm a, I'm I a day it. one that du- AW example guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, Mir- know, and I don't Miro... want any day one guys to lose, but then I want my fave to win. Like it, it again. This is this is the thing MJF got on y'all for y'all flip flop, man. And I feel like it's like. <laughs> Like, By the way, what was Miro doing day one of AEW? He had his wife making out with Bobby Lashley on television. <laughs> that was happening during day he one of AEW. The easiest of angles. <laughs> yeah. WWE. Exactly. So, like, I 
Um, so I had a tweet yesterday uh, because I came across somebody else's tweet that was just like, uh, look at them. They're using because uh, some people are noticing that AEW is very much behind Swerve. Right. And um, they were like, uh, look at them. Swerve, you uh, he's making moves um, and the moves are all going to make sense. Uh, but he uh, but I saw somebody tweet that they're like look they're just pushing another x nxt guy and another x wwe guy in swerve Ugh, and i swerve x nxt is i know right and, and that's why i made that post yesterday because i was like like that is such a reduction of that man's career when like i get it like not all obviously you could combine all of the wrestling companies who he's worked for and it's a lot of them and uh combined they don't have the reach of wwe but also nxt doesn't have the reach of wwe so like um <laughs> the fact is like he wasn't uh like he was working nxt and and he he worked there what he signed in april of 2019 he was released in november of 2021 so he was signed there two and a half years he wasn't on screen till like in the fall of 2019 so I, he worked on screen in wwe for two years but he did a lot more beyond that, right? He was in Lucha Underground. He was in CZW. Put in a good Twelve years before that, yeah. right? He worked yeah. a lot. He was the MLW champion. Um, he did a Defy. lot of stuff to the point of where, you're right? Defy, like he, he was kind of one of the faces of Defy. Yeah. Um, and so I said all that to say that it was also important to recognize that and tony khan mentioned this in the swerve city podcast it's good because i want the the it's one of those things i was hoping would eventually out there um because i know i've seen the rumor around but like he was sought after as one of the AEW originals like uh had the timing worked out a little bit better who knows where he would have signed right because uh he signed in april of 2019 with wwe AEW launched january but AEW didn't have the tv deal they didn't announce um dynamite till may just uh like so CM punk said they went after him and he was like i don't you guys are new like i'm not gonna just sign a contract with this brand new i, I don't you guys have nothing to offer so it was kind of like that same thing. yeah and, and it's one of those things where you could see that um like they wanted him as part of that original crop and somebody had asked on twitter they were like if swerve had signed originally with aew uh if the timing had just worked out differently where would you have seen him and i thought well when you really think about it, as a name being brought in, he was one of the top indie names in 2019. Like he, was. he wasn't he was. at the level he wasn't at the level of Kenny or Hangman or um, or the Young Bucks, but he was way further ahead than Sammy Guevara. He was yep. way further ahead than Jungle Boy. Yep. Uh, he was I would have said further ahead than Darby Allen and Darby from day one of he AEW had been he pushed was higher hard. than Dar Darby Allen. Yeah, too, and yeah. so I would have said that he would have been inserted in there quite easily. And uh, and if anything, I could have seen him having about as much of a day one push as somebody like Darby Allen. So, again, when we're talking about day one guys, uh, you more so have to ask yourself, rather than where were those other guys on day one, ask on day one, would these guys have been used uh, the same way? And I think Kyle O'Reilly would have been used day one. Swerve Cole, would have been used Adam Cole day would one. be AEW champion at this moment if he came in day one. Adam Cole, you know, had his timing worked out differently. He signed two years before AEW was even a thing. Like, he probably um, would have Hangman Page a spot if they both, you know. Yeah. Maybe. Because uh, so, uh, Cole was pretty I, high at that, you know, at that time if things had worked out like that. So. I think it was just all timing. You just have to look at it as... If you were a booker 
would you pass up these guys and would you cast them aside? Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pass up anybody along these lines. So, no, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, no. And I, yeah, I, I, I say this. I, I think this is a case of um, AEW fans in general just kind of having too much of a sense of uh, the brand. It's No, I don't know. You're just not thinking about the the. the the, big the talent more than anything else and yeah I, that's I, just me i was just gonna say i just think it's weird to have the wealth of talent that AEW has right now and to complain about something as weird as man kyle o'reilly's getting a push you're like yo didn't we want him to still get a singles push because that's what he was getting over there and then furthermore when you go all right well we don't want to see nxt guys like yo i, I just think it's weird to to put Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly in that space. Like, right. to me, when you think NXT guys, you think guys that were completely molded by NXT. Like, that was right. their, like, that was a staple of their career. I just don't see Adam Cole as that. Like, Adam and Cole you know the weird did thing so is, many things before that. There's very few people that that exists for. Uh, because I was so gonna many say, people. Kona, I kept trying to think of this guy's name, Kona Reeves. If it was Kona Reeves, y'all can't, nobody probably even remembers who the fuck Kona Reeves is. If Kona Reeves came in and started getting a push, then we could talk that NXT shit, but not people that Adam yeah. Cole was ROH world champion before. And now ROH. <laughs> and now ROH being owned by Tony Khan is like one of those things where it's not just pushing somebody with NXT history like you see they're now starting to use ring of honor footage when talking about people's history you have Kyle O'Reilly's history you have um Adam Cole's history now like there's a lot of guys whose history AEW yeah. now owns and so not nah, it's you got to you, you got to pick a you got to pick where you want to stand on this too cuz again I just feel like people flip flop cuz a lot of y'all are not happy that Britt Baker's still winning guess what she's a day one person so homegrown baby yo, that's it which is it like the beginning yeah Grand B says, LMAO, Cody's going to get the Rock back. Now, that would be hilarious. That would be really funny. <laughs> I mean, hey, Rock, Rock's been tweeting at Cody for years, right? Like, yeah, he, he, he just did. on the match, too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That would be really funny. Um, Orion Ben says, most day one AEW fans know a bit of the feds that the elite were associated with. Uh, Black and gold NXT was PWG and ROH. You know, Undisputed Era are tight with the Bucks. Like, I guess that's why I, I'm not really seeing, like, I, I I don't, it doesn't compute to me when people say um, such and such is a WWE guy in the same way that it won't compute to me that Cody is an AEW guy, even though he's got mostly his AEW presentation and presentation that was created in AEW. And I'm not just talking about the music because somebody will say he had the music in uh, Impact, but like the jacket, the pyro, all of that logo. shit, the oh, logo, like, yeah. Um and that's specifically what I'm referring to is the presentation. But again, Cody wrestled in WWE as well. Like, what is... I remember somebody had said that... Um, it was like a, a few months ago where Brian Danielson was referred to as a WWE guy. And they were like, uh, is he? Because I think the name on his contract is AEW. And so, like, what does that even mean? And so I'm not one of those guys who who can look at somebody as belonging to another promotion because as far as I'm concerned, that other promotion ain't paying their bills right now. The one they're assigned to is. And uh that Yeah. Just just because that's the first place you saw someone is does not mean that they belong to that company. Exactly. No. That's it. And also, uh I, so uh I, we got a couple more by the way, because uh 
where uh, so Graham also says Kyle with a belt for their first Canada show. Hey man, uh, uh, Kyle could definitely be the TNT champion soon. Derek says going off the day one stuff. Pack should win the All Atlantic title. Uh, yet people screaming for Miro Statlander should beat Jade. Uh, yet people are saying Athena. Um, again, it's just it's wishy washy stuff. And really, it was just the idea that uh, they didn't like that Kyle won the battle royal, even though um, a number of those guys. Because like when it started to come down to the final four, my thought, and even the final three, my thought at the time was Kyle because I thought, okay, yeah. Andrade just came back; he shouldn't be getting pinned just yet. He just came back, uh, and we've already seen Wheeler Yuta versus Moxley three times. It doesn't need to happen a fourth. Kyle has already looked strong these last couple of months. And he is kind of expendable here in the sense that he can lose to Mox clean, but yep. he's also looked strong. Like, I wouldn't have sacrificed anybody else. So, I don't know. I thought he was the right call. Like, But then again, I also liked that episode of Dynamite, like, a lot. Um, we were talking Good before show. the show. We were talking before the show, um, having been there. And I brought... Uh, I had so I had Matt Galloway with me, and Matt had never been to an AEW show. And Matt was saying the whole time uh, that wow, like I can't believe how like hot these this crowd is. Like they are just live for everything. Uh, and then you look on Twitter, and everybody on Twitter is talking about how quiet the crowd is. And I went and watched it, and I agree that they were. Uh, everything sounded like it was at a distance. AEW, I don't know if you didn't have a mic turned on or something, but like. Yeah, it was nothing really was pay- like the pops were picking up, but they all sounded like they were like 10 miles away. And uh, it was kind of crazy. Like you could visually see people on their feet cheering, going crazy. Will Ospreay came out like there was a big holy shit chant. The guy behind me was losing it. He could not believe he was seeing like he was like, I bought this ticket and it didn't even occur to me that Will Ospreay could be here. And I am literally staring at Will Ospreay on a stage That's right amazing. now could in AEW. IWGP US champion <laughs> as well. And he's like, it doesn't even make sense to me, but he is here right now. And this is the best thing I've ever seen. Like, people were going nuts. But you listen on TV, and it was kind of a temperate reaction. Um, and... I just thought this super... Uh, this chat is wild. Someone said... Having someone who lost to Von Wagner win a battle royal, like you're talking about Von Wagner, we Von are Wagner, out of here, man. You cannot yep. hold that against Kyle O'Reilly. He was doing his job in a nobody, shitty place. Nobody remembers that. That we we don't remember. That. Like I'm not even talking about that. that. Like, like Kyle is doing his thing right now. Like I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the guy who beat Jungle Boy, the guy who beat Darby Allen, um, the guy who. Like has, and and honestly too, if you want to look at, uh, if you want to look at their past as a qualifier, then fine. Let's look at it this way: Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole actively chose to jump ship from NXT to WWE. They both chose it. They both. It's about quit. to give Adam Cole a haircut and make him a manager. Yeah, they they both <laughs> chose to go. And you can see that they're kind of being rewarded for that choice, I suppose, if that's yeah. how you want to look at it. That they're right. being rewarded for the choice of choosing to leave. Whereas Bobby Fish was released. And Bobby Fish is the jobber of that group. If anytime you know the Undisputed Elite is going to lose, you can almost guarantee Bobby Fish is the one getting pinned. And he's the only one of them that did not choose to yeah. be there. So 
that's also. I mean, Kyle was also possibly the second best member of of Undisputed Era over there. He yeah. he had the most title reigns at under under Cole. He had he had some of the biggest wins. He was the only guy in the group that had a win over Adam Cole. He was the second best guy over there. So I still I still think sense. about the matches he had with Finn when Finn came back to NXT. Those were some yes. bangers. Oh my god, they went crazy with those. Kyle O'Reilly's not fucking around, man. He's 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 really great at this, and Von Wagner's not going to be the reason we no, don't. We, we're, not we're not talking sure. about come Tuesday. No, no way. <laughs> yeah, come Tuesday. <laughs> uh, Drew Nicholas said someone will be dissatisfied with any decision made in any wrestling company. It's on fans to make it respectful and not tribalistic. I mean, in this case, this is this is AEW fans, not uh, because again, I, I've seen uh, also the 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 idea that. Uh, AW fans upset with the Janela stuff, except uh, Janela revealing just recently that he found out that he was actually like earmarked for Ring of Honor, and had he not like opened his mouth about uh, uh, that, the reason that he was kept in the dark was that they didn't want to reveal the Ring of Honor stuff yet. But oh, that, that's I didn't where he was supposed. That's where he was supposed. I think it was in the Chris Van Fleet interview Chris that Van Fleet, he, I figured. yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. where he had said that. Uh, in hindsight, he thinks he may have actually been earmarked for Ring of Honor, and oh, that him shit. that makes a lot open- of sense. He would have worked in ROH too. And then him opening his mouth about what uh, about everything was what led to them actually going. Uh, never mind. Wow, so that sucks. Uh, and um, it worked out for GCW, but yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, but I, I do think that you know, it it just doesn't matter. I feel like people are gonna find something. Because, yeah. I mean, even even if it's just day one guys beating NXT guys or WWE guys, if you want to classify them as that, it's going to be certain people like, oh, well, you know, you signed over there to have a better better career. Oh, you go straight over there and lose. It's like people are just going to find some way to Either complain. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm starting to see, by the way, I think there's a lot of guys who aren't on TV right now that are earmarked for Ring of Honor. Like, yeah. um, I think, I'm pretty sure that's they what Chuck not- Taylor... I saw I, I, something. They announced a show, maybe or a rumor that they're gonna. So, do so they're gonna do Death Before Dishonor in July, okay. and Tony right. pretty much came out and kind of confirmed that. Uh, okay. Um. So, and when I say that, I mean like he got on the mic and said, "Uh, if you guys like Ring of Honor, I hope you're paying attention to pay per view this summer." Um. And oh, I think sweet. in July, I think they're probably gonna announce it at Forbidden Door that uh the next Ring of Honor show is going to happen in july but like i my gut my guess is thinking about a certain number of guys who like aren't on tv right now i think that's where chuck taylor's going um i think that's where uh i think the observer said that's where colt cabana's headed um which is cool because his theme song literally says (laughs) uh he's the king of the ring of honor and like that is still like in his song uh young john gargano maybe being over there if they agree you know I think he could. I, I think he could be. Mr. He could be the ROH. face of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, I think there's a number of guys who like right now AEW is not using that because uh, like when's the last time we seen Joe? Um, and he is the television champion. They're setting so, him up with that. Yeah, with that. Uh, they're Jay setting Lethal him up with the Satin match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I think that all of that ends up happening at uh, at Death Before Dishonor. So and I think uh, fucking. Uh, John Gresham, Jonathan Gresham, yeah, in the cloud somewhere, just waiting around. So, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, and like uh, they're saying in the chat, like AQA is probably yep. earmarked for Ring of Honor. There's a number oh of God. people that AQA I think would be dope over there. I think yeah. there's a number of people that right now they're like, okay, we've got this big roster, we've got Ring of Honor coming up. There's enough people we can now set up a decent enough size roster. Because uh, I think if you set those signed guys up as like the mainstays and then bring in some indie talent as well, mm-hmm. I think you've got a brand. Uh, you do. Orion Ben six 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 says, "I can say WWE created this with Fish's release. Uh, I was one that loved the War of PWG Wednesday Night Wars. <laughs> uh, they moved Fish and killed morale in undisputed total uh, in the undisputed elite total. Yeah." Okay. Has Roderick Strong been on TV? Have you guys been watching NXT? Has he been on TV I over there? Sorry, yeah, sorry. Nah, I couldn't even know. I wouldn't know. So. I watched the chat. Watch Strong the pa- has been anywhere. I watched the pay-per-view last week, uh, but for the most part, I have not. Um, How been... was that? Uh, <laughs> no, it had some good stuff. There was some good stuff on the show. I thought that uh, Grimes and Carmelo was really good. Mm-hmm. Um and and it should have been that yeah it's kind of an nxt 1.0 match still (laughs) uh like when you really think about it but uh like carmelo wrestled adam cole (laughs) yes (laughs) so yeah i mean um, shout out to carmelo man shout out to roxanne as well first winning breakout tournament winner go put that title on her nxt come on put that title on her what are you i thought they were gonna put it on the sleepy girl sleepy girl Wendy Chu. I thought the sleepy girl was going to be the one. Oh, damn it. I thought she was the one. Okay, so let's talk about uh, this championship um, because AEW. How how far did you know about this? Well, was this a surprise to you or did you have some ideas? Huge surprise. Uh, (laughs) And that, uh, so we saw the All Atlantic Championship was revealed. Uh, The belt was made by Ron Edwardson, who's known for making most of AEW's championship belts. He made the. Uh, the current women's no he didn't make the current women's title um i don't know why i said that he made the tnt title he made the tbs title he made the tag titles both versions of them which i don't know if people realize that there's been a second version of the tag titles like uh people think that's the original belts they have right now but like they did a presentation on twitter of it when ftr were champs ftr were the ones who received the current versions of the tag titles and the difference in the belts is that the aew name the the brand plate it's a separate plate now it's lifted it's not part of the 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 plates i'm obviously a belt guy i pay attention to these things but um but yeah ron edwardson made the tnt tbs the tag titles and uh and then he made this all atlantic belt which in concept is the same belt as the uh women's title so that I do. Okay, have. look, I, the, I, I just have one question for this: Will black people be able to win this championship? Uh, uh depends on the country they're from. I guess. <laughs> Yo, they, if 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 we get a, I don't, it, it is a little confusing because it's the All Atlantic Championship. I'm confused. But, but but it also has like a Japan flag on it and a I'm China saying, flag on it, which I'm, I'm like, those are not Atlantic countries. All right. Yeah. Uh, so the name is weird. Um, I like the concept of basically like looking at the tournament. I'm like a non-U.S. title, cool, because yeah. AEW actually has a lot of non-U.S. Anthony talent. Go-Go. Okay, yeah, there you go. I, I like that. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Um, and so, uh, 
this obviously has drawn a lot of discussion on social media as well. Yeah, uh, does AEW like, have what? <laughs> does AEW have a lot of uh, too many championships? I saw this and um, my initial thought was, "Whoa!" Didn't see this coming because Tony yeah, Khan had literally yeah. said, uh, "I think I don't know if it was on Busted Open. I can't remember where he mentioned this. Might have even been Swerve City Podcast. I don't know. He does a lot of interviews, but Tony Khan had literally said that he's got like multiple new championships made." that uh, are just kind of sitting uh, at home and he could bring out any one of them at any point. And my guess is like, he's mentioned the trios titles. He has the trios belts made. Those exist. Um, and my guess is he's probably got women's tag titles. Like that could be used at any point. Uh, but got to have enough women's tag teams. And then the other one was probably this one, uh, which was a concept they could have done at any point. I initially was like, do they need another singles men's championship? But then when they revealed all the talent in it, and I was like, actually, this is all talent that could use something else to compete for. Uh, when I was like, oh, Ethan Page? Yeah, he needs something to compete for finally. Miro? Yeah. Like, if he's not yep. in the TNT title picture, he should be fighting over something. Alice Pac, Black. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pac for a long time has needed this. Yeah, Malachi Black, uh, Penta. Like, I looked at this whole list of talent in this thing, and I thought... Yeah, this this, this works. And then the yeah. way I saw somebody else put it to really give me a better kind of, uh, I guess, to help me understand why this is necessary, they did a ratio of the oh, the boy. talent. And they were like, look at the amount of talent versus titles to compete for. That ultimately, pro wrestling makes the most sense when there's something for every, Like, everybody should... Even if they're not directly competing for a title right now, they should at least be adjacent to it. That should ultimately be the goal. And when you have uh, 120 wrestlers signed uh, at this point, but only five titles, that actually is a really bad ratio for talent to title. Especially when the the world title focuses on like four people max at a time. You know what I mean? Like so, it's like there it has to be spread out somewhere else. Yes, and so. Actually, I I felt, I, and again, this is one of those weeks where I like don't have a lot of complaints. Like I was like, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm good with this because like I would like to see Pack with a championship. You know, talking about seeing day one talent rewarded, uh, Pack has been with this company since day one. He was at that original Jacksonville press conference. I absolutely want to see Pack with a championship. Um, and pick to win, actually. Yeah. So, like, this is actually perfect. I just kind of wanted to be Miro so everyone would shut the fuck up. They never shut the fuck up about Miro. Let him win so people can shut up for five minutes. No, I I, I mean, he was, his reign was cooking. I get it. Um, But at the same time, nah, I would like to see Pac get a championship. And and Pac as a champion will be dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that's what I want to see. I my I hope that they use this as kind of like what Stardom does with the SWA title, where it's an international belt. Where so, if a Japanese wrestler holds it, they cannot defend it against any Japanese wrestler. They have to defend mm-hmm. it against only international wrestlers from other countries. Mm-hmm. And so, if somebody from another country wins it, then they can defend it against Japanese wrestlers. So I kind of hope that that's what they use this belt as, kind of like an international belt, where you know. If anybody American holds it, they can only defend it against people from outside the country. And the same likewise. 
Right. And that's what people people were excited about this belt too, because that means maybe more international dates for AEW. Yeah. And people are super excited about that. So, you know, anytime that they can expand, get fans in the UK, get fans in Mexico, get fans in these other places to be able to see some live AEW shot. This, you know, yeah. that belt is great for that. Man, mm-hmm. and if 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 uh if we're guessing who is the new Japan person in this match, I hope it's Osprey. Uh, yeah, because Osprey in there with uh, with Pack, come on, man, grow. And that's a great a great match for Forbidden Door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Osprey would be pretty great to fill into that spot. Yeah, I like, uh, it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot, what? a lot. And Osprey could honestly win too if you know. I don't know what kind of deals they're making over there, but yo, Osprey's fucking hot. So I yeah. I, I still can't believe Osprey showed up. Like, yeah, no, that's that was crazy. A- that's crazy. Like I, I asked Swerve like after the show, I was like, "Did you know that Osprey was here?" And he was like, "I, I saw him like before the show." And I'm like, yeah. "This is fucking great!" Like, there's nobody do that. Like, that's like Swerve might be trying to get him a little matchy match too. Yeah. Door he has Osprey, been trying so. to campaign for the Osprey match. So I mean, I know Shingo has also like teased that he wants to t- challenge for the title I mean, as well. Shingo I wouldn't be mad at there. Shingo either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shingo and Pac in the ring again. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yes, I'm yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think you'll like this uh, Humper Chat we got. This one's from Brash. It says, uh, hey, I'm uh, two plus months sober and Grapsity has been a blessing. Two months ago, I was on death's door. Now I'm getting my act together. That's really great to hear, Rash. Wow, that's amazing. Um, the s- second half of this, he says, uh, thank you, Will, Phil, and Reg. P.S. Reg, when I thought I could pull off a rap career, my name was Righteous Rash. Let's <laughs> go. Let's fucking go, baby. Yeah, righteous Raj, yo, the righteous yo. boy. Shout out to Raj. We might have to do a track that's together. Funny. No, first of all, that's amazing. Happy on you know everything being a success for you. Um, life is hard out here, so if you can find any way to deal, any way to move forward, any way to better your life, then go for it. And people that are doing it, shout out to you, people that are still fighting the fight. Keep fighting, man. It's crazy out here. Life is. Every time I open my phone to not wrestling things, I'm like fucking shit dude i can't take it so i only indulge in wrestling things because real life is so crazy so take every day step by day by day take everything slowly as you can or quickly as you can move at the speed of life the way that you can because life is fucking nuts man yeah Yeah. uh graham says uh orange cassidy aaw champion hailing from wherever (laughs) (laughs) uh matthew Uh, made that joke that was pretty good i liked it uh, like I, I don't know. Um, this was sometimes a good... also really quick because uh, people were super like, well, it you know the all Atlantic Championship. These don't connect to this. Sometimes wrestling fans get too much in the fucking too much into it, and it it doesn't matter, dude. It's a new belt, and they're gonna have great matches. Yeah, it, sometimes it really you don't need matter. every single detail and it has to match up to every sometimes it's just like it's a new belt and we're gonna have fun with it if, if i can steal a maxwell baumbach point though um that because I, I i once he he said this to me a couple years ago and i never felt this until he said it but it's one of those opinions i stole from him um he said to me you could have a million and one championships as long as they represent something um, the thing you don't want to see is redundancy in championships. Like it, it, Maxwell was like very much against the idea of a mid card title because to him it was like, well, you want to be champion of 
the mid card like that doesn't make any sense like wh- why wouldn't you just go i want to be the champion of the company like i don't want to be championed a lower champion so the championship should represent something like right. the united states title in concept is not i'm a champion of the mid card the concept of it is i'm champion of the united states that's right. what you're trying to represent and then the idea of okay the tnt title it is the championship of the network we're on. So that's what I'm coming to represent, the network. Uh, and so... Um, what about the kind of, 24-7 championship? So that's where <laughs> shit don't make any sense, right? Like, I'm just champion of this... Like, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> the, you, know, I, you know I'm shaking my head, though. Because now you know the champion of the U.S. is Walter. Congratulations, you let the Nazis win. Score with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great match, though. By the way, that was, no, a, it was a fantastic match. That was a fantastic match, um, and yeah, that was uh, they a phenomenal win for uh, Gunther. And looks like the homeboy is on his way. Uh, they're, yeah, they're liking got, him over there. I don't know why they didn't do that on the pay per view, though. Especially when people keep bringing up that stat. <laughs> the that, stat's gonna keep coming up. It's been so yeah. long since it's been defended on pay per view. What's going on, you guys? Yeah, or sorry, I'm wrong. Like I made that joke. That was Intercontinental Championship, but still Intercontinental but, Championship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Nazi way. still won, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he. I, you could have done that on Hell in a Cell, had another right. great match added to the show, and yeah. I don't. And also, SmackDown needed more matches on the show. They only had one, and it was Madcap Moss. If you had not done the Madcap Moss and Corbin match and done this one on Hell in a Cell too, everything would have worked out a whole lot better. I think that would have. Uh, yeah, hope hopefully Gunther gets some pay per view matches this champion. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, the word is that they're really happy with him. Um, hey, shout out Paige by the way. So Paige announced. Uh, we'll do that at number two. Um, that she is officially done with WWE as of uh, beginning of July. That contract is up, and that she is done. With, she gave a big thank you to WWE and uh, said that you know it's kind of bittersweet to be saying goodbye to the name Paige, but that uh, she said, but Soraya is a pretty badass name anyway. So mm-hmm. thank you, Mom. Uh, <laughs> And shout out to Paige. Uh, I was there at her the night after WrestleMania when she debuted. I was at that show and I couldn't tell you in a million years where it was at, but I was there. She <laughs> defeated AJ Lee. It's famous in her movie that I'm sure a lot of you have seen. Yeah, I was there at that show. Paige had a great career. That was she, New Orleans, uh, right? I think it was New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um after 30. Yeah, after WrestleMania 30, mm-hmm. right. Um yeah, she's had a great career. She, there's a, been some bumps. There's been some not great things. But I think, you know, as far as what women's wrestling and WWE became and led to and all the evolutions and all that, she was one of the catalysts of, you know, them giving women a chance on TV. And I think what she represented was exactly what they push now. So, like, you know, she led the way when women's wrestling was down and, and, you know, they started to ascend, she was at the beginning of that ascension. So she represents a, a good point in the company. And uh, I'm sure she's not done here. There's a lot of well, wrestling that's... companies that could use her. I'm sure Will Washington's friend, Maria Canellis probably is going to be in contact with her. Oh, by the way, shout out Maria. I, I, I now host um, Beyond the Bells. Yeah, and, uh, I saw that. I, yeah, like, I host I that now every other week. I'm like, this guy looks familiar. I think I've seen him before. That's hosting yes. the show. Yeah, uh, for Women's Wrestling Alliance, I uh, now host um, 
be on the bells. So uh, you'll be busy, seeing busy, more episodes of that. Yeah, we're going to be shooting it um, uh, every other week. So um, that's... Pay cheer. That's hella funny. <laughs> yeah. And, and, on a, and uh, by the way, and also shout out to uh, my co-host and um, Beyond the Bells uh, originator, um, Alyssa Marino. This is... Cereals. Yeah. This is going to be great shit. <laughs> Cereals. <laughs> Uh, no, um, no, a big shout out to Paige. I feel like she was ahead of her time in a lot of ways. I feel like if she had come along maybe a year or so later, like seriously. she would have had more women to wrestle and not yeah. have to do like some of the remnants of the Divas era that she was stuck with. Yeah. Um, yeah, she never yeah. got to have, uh, she got to be Divas champion, but she never got to have either right. of the, uh, the newer belts. Um, like she did. If she was in her prime when the four when mm-hmm. the four horsewomen were cooking. If she was like in her prime there, it would have been lit for her. Man. Now that's the thing that people are most, uh, I guess, chin pulley about, um, and that is that the last thing in her goodbye to WWE was where she said, "Quote, FYI, I'm not saying I'll never be in the ring." That day will most certainly come again, wherever the return may be. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it sounds like she is anticipating an in-ring return uh, and that that is ultimately what she wants to do. She's going to be a very hot commodity, I'll tell you that. <laughs> There's a lot of people that want to be in the ring with her and business with her, so... Now I know people. I've seen people jumping down her throat. Uh, the, the matter of fact, the first liked comment says, uh, "You're not a real Page fan if you're manifesting an AEW run." Um, uh, and and like, uh, guys, here's the thing. Uh, it's up to her doctors and medical clearance. That's it. Uh, it's up to her what she wants to do with the rest of her career. Man. Yeah, like, but like, uh, as far as as far as her neck is concerned. If she gets cleared, she gets cleared, uh, and that's that's it. Um, uh, some guy that we just watched in the Judgment Day was out for like seven years or something with a bad neck, and we watch him on Raw yeah, now. His uh, name's Edge. Su- supposedly, the the Brian injury is a concussion, which is kind of scary because he's had a that lot is of really concussions. Scary. Yeah, that um, is really scary. So, I mean, look, I mean, I of course want her to be careful, um, but I do know how much this means to her, like. I know, like, when she had her, her special in WWE Network, and you could see when she got the news that she couldn't wrestle again after her return, just how heartbreaking it was for her. Um, I get it. So, I, on in one breath, I do want to see her get uh, get to end her career on her own terms, but, of course, always want wrestlers to be careful. Please be careful. Um, let's see. Shame Monster says, uh, Paige free in a month and wants to wrestle. Potential Soraya, yeah, all caps debut in AEW. I want to see. I just want to see her paired with a DMD split Jamie Hader. Um, I mean, who knows? Who knows what she's planning on doing? Uh, I, I mean, clearly, like I said, she wants to return to the ring and she wants wrestling. She loves wrestling. Yeah, she wants to wrestle. So, uh, I guess officially now, the respect is coming. Whoa! Shout out JM. Um, for big super chat, thank you so much. Oh, uh, hey, what's up, uh, Jam? Appreciate that. I don't, 
I don't mind the number of championships, uh, the number of AEW championships, especially once ROH becomes its own separate entity and there are less nominal yes. champions on the show. Uh, shout out to the future AEW trios champions, Grapsity. <laughs> Let's go, maybe. So, yeah. So. I feel the same way I that, agree. again, I just don't want to see championship redundancy because if they represent the same thing, then then we just have championships for the sake of championships. Like, I don't like right now the ROH tag titles on AEW TV simply because they don't represent anything different than the AEW tag titles do. Uh, and, again, that's where I'm like, as long as they all represent something, as long as you are competing for something different, then... Uh, you could have a million championships. Well, the AEW as... Tag Team Championships are about to be back in the hands that they need to be after this Wednesday. The greatest fucking tag team of all time in the history of tag teams. The Young Bucks about to win this fucking ladder match. Get their championships back, baby, and it's lit. We on fire. I, 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 uh... I wouldn't mind that. I actually would like to see the Bucks with the belts again. But the ladder um, match, like, get, that's like an out for Jungle JB and, and Luchas, Luchasaurus to to win is it yeah. being a ladder oh, match people so. are going to be big mad <laughs> if they didn't put the titles on uh swerve and, and keith lee or Hobbs team test uh, yeah and, and and then they put it on the bucks people are going to be mad. oh they're going to be pissed hey, day one right day one oh. <laughs> <laughs> shit oh man that is funny um so but actually with the AEW tag uh, with it seems like they're defending all the AEW titles at forbidden door Mm -hmm. so i feel like the bucks make the most sense to be bucks make super the most sense to be they have to be the champions at forbidden door they absolutely like they have the most story with uh new japan they have the most to hold against new japan okay Let's talk about this because the final story was Dominion coming up tomorrow night on pay-per-view. But I want to ask... This, this has a lot of implications here, baby. Yes. And I specifically want to pose the question to Philip Lindsay. Right now, if you knew that the Young Bucks, let's say that's who it is, are the tag champs going into Forbidden Door, who would you have them defend the titles against? From New Japan. Uh... God makes a lot of sense, but makes a lot you, of sense. you don't have that. You don't have that Bullet Club connection anymore, so I'm not sure on that one. Uh, God does make a lot of sense, though. They make um, probably the most sense out of. Um, you could do Aussie Open because Aussie Open has been on AEW television recently with Osprey, and I'm a big fan of Aussie Open. Uh, hmm. I don't know, man. God makes a lot of sense, but especially because God are faces now, uh, and like I kind of like I would kind of say I would kind of say God simply because you know Adam Cole has been trying to tie the elite back to the Bullet Club, so like them not being in Bullet Club would actually make that actually make the most sense because Mm -hmm. they have the alliance with Adam. You know, the Bucks have the alliance with Adam Cole, who has the alliance with Jay White. Kind of works actually. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, hey, G.O.D. are the guys that threw them out of Bullet Club. And there's also the irony of the fact that, you know, uh, Jay White is now embracing the Bucks again after Jay White kicked 
G-O-D out of Bullet Club. So it makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You have just sold me on this match. That's what I want to see now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and then, I mean, you've got good brothers lingering around. Somebody well. put Chase yeah. Owens' name in my chat. I'm pissed. It erase <laughs> so, that. Don't ever mention that man's name on my TV show. <laughs> so, I don't, the but worst. no, there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff coming up with Dominion. Of course, uh, we need to. The main event is, is the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who is going to be our IWGP heavyweight champion going into Forbidden Door? Uh, for weeks, I thought it was going to be Jay White. I'm not as sure anymore now that Hangman called out Okada. Yeah, I'm uh, like the way they're setting it up on AEW. I don't know. It's looking. It, it, it could be Okada winning, and I don't know that. Then I don't know what Jay White is doing at Forbidden Door. Then what Jay uh, White's gonna do? Oh. Uh, we've got a uh, Tamatanga going up against uh, Machine Gun for the Open Weight Championship, which I mean, Machine Gun's out here, so. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it looks like, uh, man, it looks like Jay, not Jay White, I'm sorry, Juice Robinson is not going to be in a triple threat match. And yeah, the J- the I title. think Jay White might be the most interesting thing because what does he do if he's not the champ? Like, where, where do you... Yeah, where, I don't know where you slide him if he's... The, this whole show champion. now all of a sudden has great implications now for Forbidden Door. Right. Like, Dominion was going to be... Uh, sorry, bit my tongue. Um, <laughs> Dominion <laughs> was already going to be uh, a great show, but, like, now the implications of it all are like, okay, people are going to walk out of this show and walk into... Like, FTR, for example. FTR said that they want the next goal on their... Uh, docket is the IWGP Tag Team Championships. That's what FTR said they wanted. So now you look at the uh, the IWGP Tag Team Title match at Dominion as okay. This is a team that could potentially face FTR. Yep. This this sounds awesome. Um, and uh, they can so also do a um. That does make it sound like AEW Tag Titles, ROH Tag Titles, IWGT, IWGP Tag Titles, Triple Threat Tag Match. Do you think, by the way, that Bad Luck and Chase Owens are now going to lose the tag titles because they're facing uh, the team of Great Okan and Jeff Cobb, who uh, yeah, ran hope, in two weeks so. ago? I, I don't want to see Chase Owens <laughs> do anything ever, so I hope he loses this championship. Cause he I, I, I do think that uh, Great Okan and uh, Jeff and Cobb. Jeff Cobb are going to win because they attacked yeah. Uh, FTR. Yeah, yeah so now everything makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so that's been set up so then they can have their tag title match. Um, and FTR could potentially become the IWGP tag champions. Like... All of this suddenly makes sense, and uh, yeah, I I am curious what they're gonna do with the the U.S. title now that Juice right. is out of that match because now it's Sonata versus uh or Will, Will Osprey. Osprey. So yeah. Will Osprey could very easily win that match. Uh, I think so. Uh, I don't know. Uh, definitely. But now I kind of like him in that spot you're saying for the All Atlantic. Uh... <laughs> I, I, I mean, like him he, over could come, he, could, he could come over here holding three belts, the Warrior True. Wrestling title and the, the Rev Pro title and yep. the IWGP US title. Yeah. Yeah. All we know is that coming out of this card, uh, we will know a lot more about Forbidden Door in two weeks. So yeah, we got a, we got the Goto match on this and card y'all as well. Are Goto, be Goto versus Tana. And, oh yeah, I mean, the... I think we all know Tana's winning this match, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, that match is also on the Dominion card. Uh, yeah, um, have they announced where they're gonna have the match for that last slot in all Atlantic bracket? Because they just have New Japan there, and they have the two matches, but they haven't told us where those two matches are happening. Uh, 
And they could very well just happen. You know, we still have two more dynamites because yeah. uh, we've got the one in uh, St. Louis, the Road Rager, and then there's Milwaukee the week after. I think there'll be so. some more shenanigans for sure this week and next week to set it. I up. have to say though, if Moxley does win the world title, he is set up to look great yeah. uh, going forward because you know there's always this talk of like we want to see the world champion. Um, featured more because like hangman didn't get a whole lot of feature right but like what's the first show after forbidden door blood and guts featuring john moxley in a blood and guts match the world champion gets to be in the blood and guts match i think uh the blackpool combat club team would win in which case shit you get to see john moxley as champ probably bloody standing on top of this big ass cage like that's something that uh as a concept we've wanted to see and we get to do that. So this is really funny too, because I've been making John Moxley, as you guys know, is the GCW world champion. I've been making a complaint that he shouldn't be. I think they should have another GCW wrestler as a champion. Cause he's not in GCW enough. And they just announced a whole bunch of GCW dates for John Moxley. And now they're going to take them all back because he's going to be the world champion. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to have the AEW world champion. So it's like, geez, good for him, man. It's going to be a fun summer for John Moxley. He's about uh, to have a ball. He might like, he, he is in, I think it's funny that the oh, debate yeah, will come down. Speedball Mike Bailey yeah. tonight, dude. He's crazy. He's insane. I think it's funny that the debate would come down to those three again. I mean, you'd be a fool to pick Roman at this stage just because he hasn't really done anything this year. But the fact that the debate could come down at the end of this year to Moxley. Guess who just started 500 uh, discussions. (laughs) Moxley, Roman, and Seth is who it would come down to in discussion again at the end of this year. uh, That, hey, what did did he say? What did he say on... uh, on that table for three episode, Moxley said, uh, three Beyonce. he's like, yeah, he said, we're three Beyonce's. He said, Destiny's Child, we're three Beyonce's. Yep. <laughs> and, um, shit, Moxley has been on a tear this year. He came back literally in January from rehab, uh, looking amazing. And still has one been of the best on matches of the year with Oscar. year, yeah. all year, has every match that he's been is been insane the matches with yuda just like everything Mm -hmm. that and if he gets if he gets a world title with that too damn um oh man so man i know roman is gonna be the guy that's gonna win this year because of the kayfabe stuff because of the belts and everything but just looking at uh the at 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 the how the how these pay-per-views have have been laid out who's had the best match at all of these pay-per-views it's been rollins but, but yeah, but of course with PWI you have to have the wins too. And no, of course. And you guys got to get runs that's... from June to June too, so it's not year. It's like you have to factor in what happened in those. Well, times, Roman's so. Roman's gonna be number one on the PWI guys. Let's just. You but, guys got to yeah. help me sell him not being. How could I sell him not being it? Oh, here's an easy one. When's the last time Moxley's lost a match? Uh, I can't even remember. And if it's and June to June, and if it's June to June, it's end of June, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he'll walk out of June with a world title. That's there's a strong argument to make for that. So Moxley has Moxley. Oh, Jordan Grace kind of sold me on uh, maybe Cody being number one too. Cody, Cody's had a hell of a year, man. I mean, he crossed over to another company and became the top guy. But June to June, he also like got he got squashed by Malachi. (laughs) (laughs) So like, (laughs) um. 
but no, nah, no. Look, Roman's gonna be number one. Right, people yeah. might as well prepare for it. Uh, I, hell, Van Twinblade bribing you. He says, uh, "Here's two bucks, Reg, and make Danhausen number one." I would love to put <laughs> Danhausen nice. on the very, cover. That'd very, be amazing. Do it. But yeah, just like if we're talking about kayfabe, fucking wrestling as what it is, it's hard to not say the guy that dominated his whole company is not number one. So you know. Said uh, Grand, B, Grand B says, imagine waking up out of a five-year coma and Dean Ambrose is this globe-trotting, world-beating, solid snake motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> solid snake. That's hella funny. Nah, yeah. Mox has been doing his thing since he left WWE for sure. Hey, yeah, I mean, this is... I can't believe there was even the semblance of a rumor earlier this year like, hey, he could go back. Look what Cody did. No it's like, way. look at what... But you have to look at the difference. Look at what Moxley wanted to do in leaving. Yeah. Look at what Cody wanted to do. And you can very much... Like, Cody wanted the reality show. Cody wanted yeah. all of that stuff. Like, Cody was doing WWE shit still. In Cody, what? yes. You could see for what Cody wanted to do, WWE is the home for Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. For what Moxley wants to do, Moxley, honestly, doesn't need to be signed anywhere for no, he what doesn't. he wants to do. He's everywhere. Moxley's bleeding on random mm. dynamite matches. Like he, He's trying to do some blood. He ain't just bleeding shit. on random dynamite matches. He's bleeding at your local VFW hall. Like he that is. man. <laughs> he is, dude. He don't care. Like that man, for what he wants to do, he is not going to get to do that anywhere else. So man. I, Moxley. I love John Moxley. He's uh, one of my favorites, too. Hey, friends, this has been another edition of Grapsity on your Saturday. Uh, for me, morning slash afternoon, uh, I'm going to go heat up some pizza and take my daughter to um, an acting course uh, because that's what I do on my Saturday. Speaking of which, my newly signed daughter, who uh, officially go, got picked up by an agency Let's this past go, Tuesday. Rotation now. Yes, so she now has Uncle representation. Uncle Red ride them coattails up to the top. <laughs> nah, baby. man. Yes. Disney Channel coming soon. By the way, <laughs> when you put out that uh, that tweet that was like best whack verse, a part of me was like, do we do we add Orlando from the That's So Raven theme song? Because that is a whack verse. <laughs> but he gets lost at the beginning like, man, hey, now, say now, hey, come on, man. <laughs> All right, y'all. We will see you next time. Have a wonderful day. Peace. Peace, peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.